Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rise of Drekus, Chapter 2, Outpost on the Frontier, Session 2, Oaks and Orcs. How's everyone doing today? Good. How are you, Mr. Neil? I'm great, Mrs. Pichachu. How are the rest of you? Doing great. That was said with a lot of confidence. Are you all right, buddy? Are you going to make it? You'll be okay, Charlie. So, where last we left, our party had sailed across the sea. Well, they had met, sailed across the sea, come to this new, not tropical, but like, you know, not even subtropical, just a nice temperate, warm paradise place known as Ethos, landed near the town of Santa Barbara. And um, what happened? Who would like to tell us, remind us, <laughs> what happened last time? Okay. All right. I'll, yeah, go for it. I think we agreed to do this together. But I'll give you the broad overview first. Yeah, we're over at this outpost. We had a nice beach episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start off, we wanted to find out what was going on at this outpost. So we sent a little crumpet out ahead to scout as uh, while invisible. She found. Oh, you want me to, I found, I found a town that, well, A, I found an orc with a little stable and I ignored him and I scantered on. And then I found the town. Alas, they're alive. Um, but, ah, there were little hordes of orcs that were patrolling the streets, it seemed like. Um, and then I went back to the beach. And when I got to the beach, my friends, my compatriots, were abandoning me in a boat. And I said, help me! And I went That's on right. the boat. Yes. In the meantime, Vincent and Elaine managed to meet this half-elf in a boat. Mm. Uh, I think Elaine found him quite charming, right? All right, I'm not so sure about the not so sure about the charming part, but uh, the half of we met was uh, Bruce Campbell, who is the current stand-in fake mayor. Bruce Campbell, excuse me. So, Lord, well, well known and beloved, Lord Bruce Campbell, the current mayor of this sham of a of this of this town. I mean, and um, he has a he has a nice little yacht. Um, and he tried to convince um, the team to help him free uh, Outpost Santa Barbara from the army of uh, death and destruction of uh, Varasi, you know, that these orcs belong to. And uh, I believe last time the plan was that we return to the ship um, and make some more plans there. And I believe Crumpet wanted to follow Bruce on the boat, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Bruce had heroically agreed to basically house our army at his mansion and provide us all the help that he could. Mm-hmm. But we're still a little sluzgo of him because he seems like a coward. Oh, just you. No, I think I think that uh, Elaine is also a little sluzgo of him. All right, maybe just you two then. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well the party can head back to the shore and you had said that you were going to send your boat like off away from the shore and that you would, you know, it's going to just be hanging out in the distance and that you'll, you'll flag it down when you want it. And then they'll come back and deploy a little um, rowboat to come and pick you up. 
And when we had last talked about it, they were like looking, they were coming near the shore and then doing a fake drop off and then going away and coming near the shore and doing a fake drop off and going away. So, you know, when someone sees the boat, they see the boat approach the shore multiple places and they're not sure like what they're doing or what they're worth dropping off. So when you, after a couple hours of talking on the boat and talking on the little yacht and exploring the, the little outcropping, um, you can go back and you can see the, the ship is way down to the east because I know my cardinal directions and um, it's making its turn back out to sea and so you can flag it down and it'll take a little while, maybe an hour or so to come back over here to set out its little boat and, and pick you up but it, it'll be here soon enough as the day draws on I'm just following the, the guy while I'm invisible I'm scantering off mm-hmm. yeah, so the, the other two, Elaine and Vincent have gone to flag down the the main ship while you're hanging out on the boat the Mm -hmm. the yacht Uh, and you can see Lord Campbell he's doing his best to to get the boat to sail back to the little tiny dock on the other side of the lagoon or the slough, whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know how much how much Crumpet knows about sailing are you a are you a boat person or are you a land person no, no, Crumpet, as we've said, like, last session, Crumpet's family did was, like, wheat farmers, mm-hmm. so I can't say that she's ever really been to sea. Seawater kills plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So, um, so you're not much of a boat person, so you can see him heroically no. struggling to tame the winds and steer the boat in the direction of this little dock, and it takes a while to sail across the tiny lagoon. Um, and it's fraught with troubles and curses and prayers to the gods and jibs swinging around and almost hitting people in the head. Luckily, you're short, so the jib's just going to go right over you if uh, if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after 15 minutes, he'll make it the 300 feet across the lagoon and pull the boat up to the dock, uh, tie it off, and hop off and begin to stroll back to his estate and you can follow after him keeping your little feet running as fast as you can your invisibility spell from vincent will wear off eventually after 24 hours i think yeah Yeah. after 24 hours or if you attack anything yeah um so you can follow behind him but he's much faster than you i want you to give me yeah but you also want to be quiet right yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm quite good, though. You have to yeah. be honest. I, I am, like, roguey, you yeah. know? Well, why don't you give me a move silently check to see how quietly uh, and quickly you can follow him. Okay. And that would be under my skills? No. That would be, be under my feet. feet. Yeah. Awesome. Move it should just silently. be a button to click. Yeah, I'm getting used to this one. There you go. Yes! Easy peasy. <laughs> Fuck yeah, easy. Yeah, you follow him up this little pathway. It goes behind these tall bushes, more like a hedgerow, really. And then you come across this, like, nice two-story estate. It's almost like a C-shaped thing, and it's got these nice overhangs that would, like, keep a little Fuck patio yeah. cool while the sun is high and hot. And it's got these nice no, never mind. Uh, Fuck orange tile roofs. Yeah. Stucco He's walls. He's a luxury. You can see there's, you know, a, a menagerie of servants around. There's people hanging out the laundry. There's some people slaughtering chickens for the night's dinner. Um, everyone will give him, you know, the apl- appropriate 
head nods or bows or whatever, and he'll friendlyly wave to them and be like, oh, uh, hey there, Anna, how's it going? It's fine, don't worry about it. You don't need to bow to me. And he'll just happily walk along and then kick up his feet in a comfy chair in the middle of the state, because you've got all these like double doors that are open to the world where there's like fresh air blowing through and nice uh, broad t um, red tiles everywhere. And so you can just walk into the state because the whole thing is open, right? None of the doors are closed. He plops down in front of this big table. This he kicks stupid. his feet up. Why is he stupid? Isn't he scared of someone, I don't know, coming to attack him? He's, he's being run by orcs. I, yeah, I guess. He's the lord of the town. Yes. Yeah. Just, man, having all your doors open, not a care in the world. He's the lord of the town. Why would he care? That's crazy. I don't know. I feel like I'd be hyper vigilant, like scared that someone's going to come and steal everything that I've got. But I guess uh, not to this guy. He's, he's, fuck it. He's on vacation. Yeah. Um, after he sits there and sort of ponders and stares at the wall for a while, you can, you can hear him shouting out uh, for one of his servants named Penny, who will eventually, you can hear the, the trotting sounds coming across the floor, and he'll look at her and say, oh, Penny, 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 Penny. Um, I'm gonna need you to write a list for me. Uh, why don't you go get some paper and pen um, and some ink and whatever you dry it with, and we didn't make a list. And he looks at him and says, well, what, what list are we making, sir? And he says, ah, well, I'll tell you when you get the paper. Just bring it down here quickly. Um, she hurries off and he stares for a while and then heads over to the huge fireplace that has like wood and tinder already set up into it. And he'll take the time to beat flint and steel together to get a little spark going and get the fire roaring. And, you know, by the time he's got it roaring, Penny has been waiting for you know, 15 minutes because it takes a while to light a fire with flint and tinder. You know, you got to yeah. get the right little thing, get the spark in the right area, give it enough oxygen, but too much, it's going to blow out. It's a big problem. Anyway, Penny comes back with the paper and he sits down and he goes, Penny, we need to make a list of all the collaborators in town. Penny looks at him very confusedly. And he says, don't worry about why. You'll find out soon enough. Um, we got to make a list of all the people who have been who've been working with the, the Verasi Empire. Uh, and she looks very concerned. He goes, all right, first person on the list is definitely me. Put my name down first. Um, let's see. The blacksmith, I can't remember her name, uh, but she and her apprentice. Yeah, yeah. And, and Penny will time in. Oh, that, that's Tina, the blacksmith. He's like, yeah, Tina, the blacksmith and her apprentice. Mm -hmm. Yep, they're definitely, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen them making gear. And they'll go through the list and they, they actually only come up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight names. There's, they talk about some other candidates, but those get passed off as like, well, they're not really collaborating. Like, yeah. if you're washing the clothes of the orcs because they're paying you, like, that's not collaboration. You're just not refusing to do business with them. That's That doesn't qualify for this list. This list is only yeah. for the, the people who are, like, really going out of their way to work with these people. Um, and so they get a list. And it's the blacksmith, Lord, Lord Campbell, first off. Um, this guy who they call a swamper, uh, the harbor master and his assistant, the doctor in the area, and uh, one of the local landlords. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by now, the sun has gone down. The fire is going. The two of these people are satisfied with the list. 
drinks and refreshments and food have been brought. It's like beautiful roasted chicken. Those chickens you just saw being slaughtered. Um, it's, you know, nicely plated out on a silver platter. And the self-identified collaborator, Lord Campbell, uh, kicks back in his chair and, you know, eats the juicy chicken, um, satisfied Trumpets with the work that he's tummy, done. grumbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, and he gives the servants, you know, if they, you see anything strange, come and get me. Um, there, there might be some strange things happening in the next day or so. Has he mentioned to anyone that, like, we're going to be hosting a bajillion people in this house? No, just there might be some strange things. Come and get me if you see them. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do now, Crumpet? Uh, well, I would just imagine... I think that's a little weird that he's not mentioning that there's going to be a bunch of people, but maybe that's just his thing. Um, it's not very communicative. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just... Um, poke around where there aren't a lot of people, kind of get a lay of this land, see what's up in this state. If I can go into his office and, like, find papers. Ah. Well, one of the things that you will have realized from that interaction with his servant, Penny, is that uh, Lord Campbell is illiterate. He's um, not a noble. He's been given this rank. Mm -hmm. He doesn't read or write. Hmm. He, there might be an office here, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to. I mean, he could slowly sound out, you know, the letters and the the words. Would there be no place to store the letters that he does receive that are sounded oh, out probably. to him? Probably, yeah, yeah. You could search I around. I would think that that would be like in his office area that he like sits and pretends mm-hmm. to read at, and then like files them away. Yeah. Well, give me another move silently check because it's been a while, and when you're just sitting in the the grand hall. It's pretty easy to stay quiet, but if you're going to be poking around the place in the evening while servants are moving around, I'm going to need them to move silently from you. Uh, which is not a success. Excellent. You've just barely failed your move silently check. I love it. It's so sad. Well, we're going to find out what that means in a little bit. And in the meantime, we're going to take a look at Elaine and Vincent, who are... Well, down by the surf at Sands Beach, just hanging out, waiting for the ship to come by. Um, what are the two of you doing while you're waiting for the boat? I think I'll ask Vincent for his opinion. I'll say, uh, so as I understand it, there's about, I think, 12 orcs patrolling the village, and there's one enemy fort, and then there's another place at the other side of the island where they apparently landed and settled. What do you think should be our next step? Yeah, I think our next step is asking the townsfolk what they think about the orcs. If it's very negative, then we probably want to ambush the orcs in town. If they can be worked with, then we should try to work with them. Well, I think if I understood it correctly, then the orcs are part of that and like that fleet of death and destruction um, that has freed them from whatever happened here before and has taken them over. So they are not yeah. officially part of Drakus anymore, and that is not good for us. That's true, but it can't be helped. Uh, it does appear that our predecessors 
kind of went mad. So, in some sense, Verasia are not the bad guys, per se. Perhaps we can work something out. Well, as I see, there are different options that we have right now. Um, we could try to liberate that village immediately with the troops that I have at hand. That would also cause a lot of uh, attention. They would know we are here and we might put people at risk of being attacked straight away. Yes, very um, wise. They also know that we probably came by ship, so they might try to attack our ship while we're staying in town or while we're staying with the mayor. Um, there's also the option to not interact with the village and instead try to go around the island and try to attack that, I don't know, that fort of theirs immediately. Um, you know, strike before they they actually have seen us. True. Well, there's a the possibility. Of... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, but I guess I'll say it. True, but I think first off, we definitely need to get the village's opinion on the... Uh... On Verasi and on these orcs. All right. Um, I'm, I'm sure we can contact them without them realizing us because we do have one very stealthy rogue and we always have my invisibility at your service. I am not a very quiet person. Last time I tried to approach a fort and spy, I lost some good people. So I will trust you and your judgment on that, because I'm not very good with these things. Um, what I would like you to think about is if we should be at some point have a look at that cave and that magical trident or whatever that was. I'm mm. not a magical person. I know nothing about wizards. Um, if you think it's too much of a risk, then we shouldn't go. But I think if it's an asset to the uh, Empire, then it's something we need to keep in mind. I agree, that should be very interesting. If I remember the lore that he told us, it was perhaps the item that drove the previous adventuring group mad? Yeah, maybe it could be used against other people in a clever way. Sure. All right, good talk. Good talk. We'll wait for the boat and then try to get the... Uh, Get the guys on uh, to Vincent's or to Bruce's mansion. So, what are the two of you gonna do about Crumpet? Are you wait? Are you expecting her to come back tonight? Um, or is she gonna stay on the land the whole time while you're gone? What's the I was expecting that we would be able to make it to the mansion tonight, so I didn't have many concerns. Mm. Okay, perfect. Um, well then, we will, I'm going to, I'm going to move Crumpet to this other, well, I guess all of you to this other page. This is a layout of the Campbell estate. Um, the top, the, the bottom one is the bottom floor. The top one is the top floor. You can see it's sort of like a C-shaped thing. Uh, it's not important right now. I'm just moving you here so you can see it. I'm not showing chat because that's a complicated diagram. Um, did you make that? No, this is the actual Campbell Estate in Santa Barbara. Oh my god, that is to, amazing. I had to contact that the is so good. Uh, historical architect to get the, the, the floor plans oh for it. Oh my. That cool. is amazing. Yeah, he was very surprised. He's like, what? You need my floor plans for a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that is being broadcast? <laughs> yes. What is this thing? I've never heard of Okay, sure. Here you go. All right. It's very nice. Oh, so what, wait, on... what if you were like a terrorist? 
Uh, hey, just cheekily send me over the floor plans of your entire thing. I mean, thing. it was published. Just... He was published okay. in a book he did of architectural drawings. Okay, um, fine, fine. But also, like, what, what? If, what if we were terrorists? Who's going to want to blow up <laughs> this random house? Dude, I'm know. just looking at the brushing room, and I have no idea what that is. But there is a passage to the linen room from the brushing room. <laughs> the brushing room? Oh, yeah, top, like, oh. bottom one. Top yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What is a brushing room, people? Right next to a trunk room and a boot room, whatever those are. Well, a trunk room would be, I believe, where you store all of your, like, boxes and luggage and that sort of stuff. A oh, boot room, guest I think, room. is... Oh, it is for a special. I think it's a brushing room is to a place where you clean garments, which is why it's close to the boot room is where mm. you have the shoes. Mm. And sometimes there's also a knife room. Don't ask me about that. A Very room for shoes, goodness. Wow. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, the it's flower the room. Day. I'm too intrigued by that, you know. I'm moving soon, so I'm kind of... It's very <laughs> Such I want to see. Large. I'm going to ask about the flower room. I want to see that. Neil, prepare in about okay. two minutes. I'm going to go there. Well, do you know okay. that there are three coat rooms on the ground floor? It's very important. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. And they're all attached to bathrooms. So I don't know what a coat so, room is, but they they have toilets. You hang your coat there, I take it. But yeah. why are those coat rooms room. attached to bathrooms? Because you have to change to your outfit. Come on, Neil, even I know this. I don't know, but why would you need a toilet if you're just going to be changing? Then why is it a changing Maybe you have room? to pee. I suppose. You gotta it's brush just, your hair. It seems like an odd thing to, to combine. Anyway, there's it's a kind lot of giving me like bridal suite vibes. Like in the bridal suite, there's a place for you to get changed. And then attached to it is like a washroom with even a shower so that you can like get yourself fully ready. And there's a, mm. there's a toilet. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because they're close to the exits, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So you could walk down from the lodger somehow. And because there's an exit, there's a code room there. Or you could go through the main entrance on the left side or something. Uh, mm. Anyway. Very interesting. Anyway, we don't need to. Who cares? But it might be important one day, so so we have the, the drawings. Uh, two of you are waiting. This ship does come by, and it pulls, you know, not all the way up to shore, but maybe... 100 yards offshore and uh, a little skiff deploys and starts rowing out to you you're three and a half four or five miles from from the town you're not really sure how far exactly you haven't walked it yourself you've got crappy maps um and sure enough the, the skiff comes up splashes through the surf you have to hurry down to the beach to find it or to to meet it because you know they, they, whatever and uh there's plus sailors on the skiff and they look at you Hey, look around. Did we lose one already? <laughs> no, um, Krum is on a scouting mission for it. Mm. Well? We've got Can good we... news. Row us aboard. All right. Um, they will let you on board or help you on board, push you out to sea, and row you back to the big boat to the uh, wind speed. 
which is sort of just bobbing out in the water. As the sun begins to go down, you can get back to the wind speed. And there's the captain, the the very, you know, over-the-top gaudy captain with the colorful hat and the, the gold and silver decor and earrings and bracelets and necklaces and whatnots. And uh, they'll walk up to you and put the hands on the hips. And you can see the rest of the, the ground troops are sort of on the, the deck of the, the ship, sort of enjoying things. But also they've got all their weapons and armor nearby just in case they're about to deploy. Uh, but they're enjoying the, the setting sun over the ocean. Captain will walk up to you and go, ah, so what are we doing? What's the plan? <clears throat> well, Captain Yishun, I am afraid I have to tell you that the upper Santa Barbara has been taken over by the army of Urasi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I thought when we saw that flag. They do have a quite a big ship. A, what do you call it? A galley? Gal What's the word? I don't know what you're talking about. A galleon, yeah. We're galleon, about... yeah. Uh, a galleon. They do have a quite a big galleon that comes in... Uh, about twice a year, I believe, to check in on the state of the island. Mm -hmm. um, and that worries me a little bit because I don't want this ship here to be sunk by them. Um, I don't think it is feasible for us to anchor in the outpost itself mm -hmm. or somewhere nearby. There is a... I'll explain where the estate supposedly is. Mm -hmm. And um, it sounded to me like there needed to be work done uh, for us to anchor there. So mm -hmm. I think we just need to find a different place where the ship can either hide, like behind one of those islands, or just stay at sea ready to leave at any point. Well, I serve at your command. If I'm hiding behind the islands, I won't be able to see you, and you won't be able to signal me, unless you can fire something high, high up into the air. Um, so if you want us to be easily in contact, I'll have to anchor offshore. And you'll have to have a specific spot where, from which you could signal. It's a long shoreline. You can't watch it all, all the time, effectively. Well, Vincent, do you have any means of contacting people over long distances? Is that a thing? Mm, we might be able to get attention over long distances, but not communication. Cell phones have um, not been invented that's... yet. Or have radio. I'm asking the. I'm asking the wizard. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, good news. I do, in fact, have such a spell. Um, it's not prepared today, but I could have it ready. It's called Messenger, where I will call a bird over to deliver a message to the boat. Uh, they will have to be within four miles. Four miles. Is that? Uh, can we go to the big map, Neil? Mm-hmm. Where's the big map? We're going. Okay. Are the distances accurate this time? Yes, they are. Okay. Yeah. Four miles. Are... That's pretty much a little longer than where we've between like where we've landed. It would still need to be very close to shore, I think. Yeah. Well, the the position of that building is a wee bit awkward because you know maps are imperfect. The, the the town is actually on the right side of this little jutting peninsula thing. It's like over here. And the estate is on the left side of the jutting peninsula thing. So they're about four miles apart. 
um but you, you could effectively put the the town like right over on this side you just can't actually move the icon there without it clipping into the water mm, i think that docking just to the left side of the shore is acceptable uh, perhaps you can have standing orders to flee if an unknown ship comes about but there doesn't seem to be any ships that would pose a threat for now I'll look at you and I'll say what do you think well if we stay near shore we're bound to attract attention if you want to be us to be within four miles of any given spot you might be, we'll have to be very near to shore. So if you want us in range of this this bird spell, um, we'll be attracting a lot of attention, which is not necessarily bad. We could park ourselves on the other side of the town um, and draw eyes that way while you, we, you know, we drop you off where we did over here. Then we sail over on this side, and that way you can communicate with us when you're in or near town. And we will be turning their eyes in, in the other direction. Or we can go out to sea far enough that it's not a threat and of curiosity, but uh, no warning, and wait for a signal, a prearranged point, like maybe the end of this point right here, or all that oil seepage is. Um, maybe it, uh, we've, we could keep eyes on that point, and if anyone shows up there and signals with a, I don't know, a palm frond or something, we'll know to come closer to shore. Hmm. Would the people in town really notice you here? I say, I glance around I think we're pretty far away from the town well if they they come to the bluffs you can see a, a ship fairly far out masts are tall you could probably see us from 10 miles out to sea mm. especially since they've on those bluffs those uh you know 20 foot bluffs maybe even 15 miles out to sea I don't know Maybe we should just time it instead. Maybe we should just have you come here every two weeks to check and we'll leave a message, if anything, to keep you informed. Aye. We can do that. We'll have to marcate a place to leave messages, a specific spot. Um, but that can be done. Will you be wanting me to continue holding your men? No, we need to drop drop people off um, at the estate and I think have them there just in case uh, we're getting attacked. Okay. Well, let's decide on a location to leave messages. I will we'll drop off your soldiers. I'll sail to the other side of the islands and we'll come back in a fortnight. Okay. Let's find a good designation spot there. Hmm. Um, so the coastline here is sort of sand with bluffs. Um, you could probably not want to bury anything in the sand along the coast. That sounds like a good way for it to get lost. 
So uh, you could do something near the edge of the point here where you where the Campbell Estate is, where you, you dropped off. Um, that's pretty close to town. It's only a few miles. And there's a, like an easy way up to the, the, the bluffs and the plateau. Um, and you could pick a tree there and attach something to a branch or bury it near the roots. Uh, there's that little that stall for horses. Or you could go further down the coastline to another such um, little entryway up onto the high ground. It, it all depends on how far you want to have to travel to leave a message. Yes, we should always prepare for the worst, I think. Uh, up the coast is a good idea. And you had mentioned that you would be able to spot even from far away if we altered a tree, uh, like a specific tree. Uh, well, we should we should send one of my men with you to the spot so that we would know it's the specific spot. Right, wait, but wait. even from the boat, you can see if we uh, adjust a tree, right, as a signal? Perhaps, depending on the strength of the adjustment. Um, if we know which tree to look at, and then one day it's, you know, missing a whole branch, that's pretty clear. But, uh, you know, a small ribbon tied to the tree, probably we would not notice. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. We'll chop a tree off if we need you immediately. Okay. Uh, and then you can land over at that spot. Uh, but that will mean we'll have to come by close enough to look, you know. We'll have to come within uh, at least a mile of shore oh, to, to notice a I tree see. branch. Never mind, then. Okay. Even with the spyglass? Yeah, the spyglass will give you some improvement, but the glass making in this day and age is kind of shit. And glass grinding is kind of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sucks to suck. Yeah. And I can I ask just about the locations real quick? So when we saw that old rider coming into town, mm-hmm. there was a stable, I don't know, somewhere here or whatever. Yeah. And and um, is Ca- the Campbell Estate still mm-hmm. to the west side of the town? So is it still like yeah. here? So if we're going to blow up this little peninsula i'm gonna scroll us down a little bit here um it comes out like this and then it does one of these things and then it does one of these things and there's a a small little like inlet here with an island on it um, which is a slough and then there's like a big slough over here with a, a large island on it and then there's this little tiny slough over here and that's where the yacht was yacht was on on this side and the little stable that we saw was like right here and the town is like right over here and there's supposed to be a fort somewhere in this area but you haven't seen it yet Uh, and the Campbell estate is like right here And the road leads from... Oh, the trail that you saw did something like this. Okay, I think then we definitely want to do the coastline somewhere to the left side of the stable. Yeah, by the left side of the stable, I'd think, like, even left off this map. I would, um... If I were to guess, the stable is some sort of advanced warning for the town. 
the orc probably overlooks the coastline and then rides into town if he sees invaders. Possible, yeah. So, how many miles from the stable to the left, you think? Uh, probably... About where we landed? Three? Three miles to the left? Yeah, that sounds good. Then okay. the stable might not see the boat approach, the smaller boat. I mean, if you're on this point, you've got a view of the ocean. You'll see, even at three miles, like a small boat moving. You might not be able to tell the occupants what they are three miles away, but the ocean's a pretty flat, barren area. Unless, unless of course, there's fog or other weather conditions, but like, there ain't nothing on the ocean. You can see it away. I guess we might as well have the meeting spot be this stable then. That's fine. And, uh, you know, if worse comes to worst, we can take over this stable. We don't desperately need that boat. We only need it to transport us to the other side of the island if we want to attack that other place. We don't need any more rations. I think we should, like, I feel this place is able to feed the 18 extra soldiers or 20 whatever people we are. Mm. So they don't really have anything to help us out. Their, their only job is to transport us from A to B. Otherwise, they are at great risk of falling like to the enemy and being, you know, not an asset anymore. So I think they should probably be hiding somewhere near the smaller islands. Yeah, I agree. So that's further away. And I think we'll just do once a month, they'll come and meet us um, at that very first spot they dropped us off. And that like lowers the amount of times they are going to be seen we'll make like one point there and we'll leave a message in case we don't need to be transported picked up or in case they are in danger and need like to leave immediately and that gives us the opportunity to send messages like once a month we can also send them back to Drakkis if we need anything you know so I think that's how we're going to do it and we'll head out with somebody to mark that mark that place and just do it once a month so it's not too often once a month is a long time Uh, surely they can surely they can have the a smaller boat, you know, roll out with one person to check the message every... It's a very week. long way to row. That's like, what, 30 yeah. miles? Yeah. Miles? You, I meant, you can't uh, row this in a day. Middle of the, you know, pull-ups at, you know... Listen, if we desperately need to go there, we'll take the little yacht and we'll go to the boat back ourselves. I think that's always an opportunity. Oh, okay. Yeah. If we're in a pinch. Fair enough. We'll just commandeer the ship. As Do any of you know how to sail a yacht? It doesn't That's have fine. an outboard we'll motor. No, we have a half elf have... who's so useful. Yes, we love him, and he's so willing to grant us favors. That's so surely. helpful. He wouldn't say no. Sure, great. I'm not particularly skilled at you know this, but I've been on enough boats and have enough basic knowledge, presumably. Do I think that yacht can make the trip to the Yemen? The yacht is definitely seaworthy. If you could, if you knew how to operate it, it would easily get to the islands and back. Okay, great. But even our elfy dude, half elfy dude, the way that Koiva was describing it, like getting it back to the shore, was like he was maneuvering it. He was doing a dance with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like rocks or God knows what, but we'd probably need him. 
Do you um do we happen to have packed uh I don't know in this day and age if these even exist, some sort of signal flare? Signal flares do not exist. Um the best that you could do would be to attach um like part of a torch to the end of an arrow and then you could shoot that up in the air and if it's like a well soaked oil rag it won't blow out right away and that would be like you know a bright thing that flies up and down and hopefully it doesn't catch start a forest fire when it lands um that's the best we can do but that will require like a torch and a bow and an arrow and the things to light it on fire it's kind of a, a lot but it's totally doable great well uh we'll instruct that that's our emergency signal I can shoot a bow. I think uh, Cram can as well. We should be. Okay. okay. And we'll, we'll, I guess, f- can we still find that spot tonight or is it going to be too dark by the time? Um, I think it will we be... Finish that kind of... It is getting quite dark right now. You could still row this little skiff back to shore, but you wouldn't be able to do enough trips to unload the entire crew. Uh, unload all no, I just want to make like sure that the, the messaging point is clear. Yep. Excellent. Okay. And to pick up Crumpet, right? You're not just going to leave her on the shore without saying another well, word. I, honestly, I'm surprised with how time moved because last session I was under the impression that I asked specifically and there was enough time to go back to the boat and go back to the mansion. So I'm, I feel I like that plan time? was... was. I mean, I, I don't I know. I, like, I feel like we talked about it and it seemed like there was enough time for us to then move to the mansion ourselves, which yeah. is why we let Crumpet there by herself because we did not want to abandon her. But if, if this is the situation like now, then I assume she's coming back when it gets too late, but I don't know. It's up to her because she's on her on a stealthy mission. I, agree I mean, maybe I on a tiny, tiny yacht when you're invisible is also not the best time to discuss plans, you know, because you don't, you don't, mm-hmm. you can't really can't with just blinking. So, I'll okay. like. Uh, if I had that. said last session, because you know sometimes we forget, but if I had said last session that there was enough time to offload your crew, um, then there is. That that's not a intentional change. Great. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got the impression that we began the journey last time like early morning okay. and we haven't really been too many places well then there's plenty of time to offload your crew tonight um and then you can scout out that other little location and why don't we before we go to our break switch back over to crumpet now you've had time to walk around this estate and you had to make that move silently check to see if you know just to make sure that you're you're doing everything fine and you don't necessarily know when you when you failed a check, um, right? You, all it means is that you've you've made some amount of noise. Well, tell me because I would hear it. Come on, I'm I'm on high alert. I know what noise I made. Maybe totally. I step on a creaky floorboard, and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. And then as you're trying to sneak around, there's always like little sounds that get made, and usually it's like you know you kick the rug a little bit, and it makes a little bit of a noise, but no one's around, or maybe like you're, as you're opening a door, the hinges are a little squeaky, but you know the speed at which you open the door affects the volume, and the, this check is more like, is anyone going to notice these noises? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, so in this particular case, as you're checking out the estate, you can tell that this. Um, it was well built by great craftsmen. It was a fantastic but small um, building meant for, you know, a large family. It's got like five mm-hmm. good bedrooms. 
actually it's got like seven eight eight good bedrooms plus rooms for like three seven five six, eight servants rooms and then you know you might bunk two servants to a room even in some situations so it's a good sized estate many balconies and passages and patios um and you've been poking in through the different doors, walking up and down stairs, looking for an office. Uh, and the problem is that some of these stairs are a little hollow underneath. You know, you walk on the steps and there's like a bunk, 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 and the stairs aren't carpeted. And so it's a little, you know, you got to make sure that no one's around when you're climbing the stairs just to be certain. And and the doors, even though the estate is made pretty well, uh, it looks like maybe the hinges haven't been oiled in a while. And, you you know, being the rogue that you are, you're familiar with hinges. And these are well-made metal hinges. Um, but that means they do need some greasing up every now and then. And it can be an expensive process. And a little bit of door squeakage is just acceptable in this day and age. Yeah. You know? Um, and so as you're walking around... <laughs> You know, those stairs kind of took you by surprise. They're a little louder than you thought. A couple of the doors were a little squeaky. Um, there's some shutters that, like, closed when a sudden gust of air came through. And that wasn't you, but, like, you're still in the room when the shutters, like, slam shut. Yeah. Um, and you're not really certain if anyone else has picked up on these noises that you've been making. But you have been making a little more noise than you would feel comfortable with in an estate where there's like servants and um, people walking around all the time. Got That's it. Plan. Um, what room am I in? Um, let's bring us back to the map. Cause it'll um, just depend on the room. Yeah. Why don't we put you, uh, you're on the second floor at this point in time, which is the top one. Uh, um, and we're going to say that you have made your way um, up this staircase, down mm. the hall, kind of poking your head in rooms where you can, um, where there's these, you know, different maids. And you've poked your head in uh, maid room number six is what we're going to call it. And you, like, sure. open the door and you, you poke your head in and the door gives a bit of a squeak. And it's as you're poking your head in this room that gives a little bit of a squeak that the occupant of the room, who you listened at the door and you didn't hear them, um, will sort of hear the squeak and turn. And there's, you know, there's no one in the doorway, but the door is now open after a squeak. And there's someone looking in your direction. I just stay the fuck still and I take my hand off the door. Yeah, the maid will get up, walk over to the door, kind of look at it, shut it, open it, shut it, open it. You can, like, see that the handle jiggle a few times, and she'll open it again. Her face will furrow. You'll hear her say under her breath, Lord did say weird things were going to happen. She go talk to him. And, uh... Well, she begins to exit the room, but I think you're standing in the I doorway. I want to step out of the way. <laughs> Just like... Okay. I'm going to ask you to make me one more move silently check because she's right next to you as you're making this very careful, gentle move. You don't want her to hear your footsteps, but she's literally next to you as you... Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You step gently. You step softly. 
she goes out the room and she begins to head down the hall with her back turned towards you. I stay the fuck still until she's out of sight. Yeah, she's out of sight. She goes down the stairs. It's fine. It's fine. Fuck. Um, I would probably go... I would continue my snooping, honestly, into those big bedrooms, but I would oh, yeah. make sure that, like, when I go into the bedroom, I would check first for, like, all the hidey spots. Like, okay, if, if she came back with mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. is the bed underneath hollow? Mm-hmm. Can I scooch in there and hide? Yeah, Sorry. you'll find that these bedrooms are both empty. Um, they look like they haven't been slept in or used in a long time. They have closets, they have little bathrooms as well, and they have, like, a nice balcony, um, which... This is the second story, and so it's a bit of a drop down to the floor below. But, uh, you know, it is an easy escape. And they've got, like, nice French doors. Um, Mm. One thing I will note about this estate is that most of the windows, in fact, none of the windows have glass in them. Uh, Glass is hard to come by. Glass is expensive. If you were going to ship this much glass all the way over here, that'd be an extremely expensive doing. Uh, And so all the all of these things right here are windows and they are all just like shutters that will close and that will like turn to try and block air out. Um, but it's mm-hmm. like, a, it's a temperate enough place that it doesn't get so cold at night that you need to make your house airtight. Uh, and so any of these windows in theory, you could just like open shutters and jump out of um, if you ever needed to. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just want to poke around the bedrooms. I'm yeah, nosy. You, you poke one bedroom, it seems empty. You poke the other bedroom, it seems empty. And as you're stepping back out of the second bedroom, you can hear footfalls coming down this passageway. And you can hear the voice of Lord Campbell, that cheery, carefree tone being like, uh-huh, this door opened on its own, did it? And she nods and goes, yes, the, I, it was definitely shut. Um, and then I heard it squeak and it was open. And normally I, I would just think I, I didn't, you know, that maybe I didn't shut it well enough or something. Uh, but you had said to report anything that seemed odd and that there might be unusual happenings. And I'm fairly certain I had shut my door. Is this, I, I is this a sort of odd thing that you might be expecting? And he yeah. nods and he's, well, you can hear these voices more than mm. you see them. He says, yes, this is exactly the sort of unusual thing I was expecting. Go back to your room. Shut the door. Um, keep an eye on it. Let me know if anything else happens. Uh, but do not worry. There's there's no cause for alarm. All will be revealed in the next day or so. You can trust me. And she goes back to her room. And he makes his way out of the servants hall. And heads back downstairs. But you can... There's like a heaviness to his footfalls. Almost like he's intentionally trying to make noise as he walks down the hallway. Sort of like when you're trying to fool your parents that you're going to bed by like stopping loudly and then more quietly in place, but it never works because it's obvious that you're just stomping your Got feet in it. place. I'm going to walk into one of the bedrooms and quietly go out onto the balcony. Yeah. Easy peasy. I want to go like over the railing almost so that like if I had to 
like scale a wall down or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice tile on the floor on this balcony. Mm. It's got, you know, Good. some recently made posts, all a lot of oak. There's all these like live oak trees everywhere. Mm. Uh, and you can look down beneath you and see that, well, directly beneath you is just wall. But, you know, on the left side, on the right side, there's a door. And you could dangle from the, you could like climb over the railing and then dangle down and drop the distance without taking yeah. any damage. It'd be fine. I just want to hang out on the other side of the railing. I'm invisible anyways, but mm -hmm. in case he came out and he was like, haha, I've got my magical invisible people seeing glasses on now. Right, I could just right. like, no, it's all good. Over. It's all good. You chill, you wait. No one comes back. It's fine. What is he doing? Why, why why would he expect ghostly happenings to be occurring? That's what's weird. I would expect like, oh, like a knock at the door. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Like the weird thing that was going to mm -hmm. happen was like the 17 people. But no, like a door opening it by itself is what he's expecting to happen. Mm, what's going on with this guy? That's weird. That is very weird. That is very, very weird. Very weird. Is he like summoning a demon? I'm such a paranoid person. Um, Maybe you should kill him. Based. Murder hobo time. Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll go... I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just How chill. How long are you going to hang out at the estate? All day? All night? When are you... I'm expecting my compatriots to come. I mm. feel like, worst case, I'd like take a nap on the balcony. But... Okay. So you just can show. I'm expecting them to show up and then to kind of like that's great maybe drop from the balcony at that point and then come to the door and like hi oh yeah I'm here too what's up oh. I was not here this whole time but well then honestly I think Crumb would just stay there all night perfect perfect she, she's we're gonna trusting take our, of them we're gonna take our first break we're gonna come back on the other side with a little bit more Rise of Drekus chapter 2 and we'll see you then bye bye Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of Drekus, our friendly little temperate beach town where nothing can go wrong and there's no danger. Anyway. Except for the army of death and destruction, but otherwise it's pretty good. They're no. over there. Is it really a threat? Diving. Like... Yeah. Uh, so you can take the boat. You can show them. You can find a spot miles up the beach. Um take a little while to get here but you find a tree which has like an appropriate spot and there's like a little uh, nook in it where maybe some squirrels or a raccoon might live maybe maybe not um, and you can put a message in there or you can you know bury a little hole in between this pair of roots and put like two rocks one on top of the other to let someone know that there's a message there um, and either of those places will, will work well and then once that's been established you can go back drop off all of your sailors on the other side of this little peninsula and just uh, hope that nobody has been curious about the big boat to come and watch it unload people. Right? Because you're only like five miles down the beach. We're hoping. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, you unload your people and... Um... We bring our random stuff as well. I remembered that our rogue had like a stash of stuff on the ship. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, I guess I'll take liberty and bring that stuff or direct someone bring that stuff. Got it. All right. Well, boxes, crates, weapons, armor, rations, some rations. 
I assume you're not unloading like weeks worth of food all at once right now. No, I don't think we are. We're traveling pretty light. Yeah, yeah. So you just unload everyone's gear and some supplies and the thief's box of stuff. And I guess you can just like walk until you find the estate. I mean, it's, it's got to be right over there. You've sort of seen it. You know the general vicinity. You might have to like walk around to Hedgerow. You can get there. You're not going to get lost. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, and so sure enough, you make your way to the estate. You do find the entryway and you stroll on up the path and little halfling is going to spot you know, hanging out on this balcony, a group of 16, 17, 18, 19 people carrying a chest between them um, coming up to the estate. In the distance, I want to then try and get to the bruised dude. And I want to kind of see, I want to gauge his reaction of, mm. oh, yes, those people, let's kill them. Or, you know, like, mm. oh, my friends, you know? I want to see what he's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, does he do an evil monologue? Is he like, you know... <laughs> he's stroking know. the white cat in the background? <laughs> no. No, it's none of these things. Um, you search, you know, when you see these people coming, uh, and there's not a great amount of distance, like the estate has some, like, big hedgerows around it to give it, like, a little bit of privacy. So you can see them coming up the walkway, and as you, like, make your way back over the balcony, you can hear one of the servant- servants, like, calling um, that, you know, there's people arriving, and you can go and, you know, find the sounds of the voices and follow them over there. Um, but before we, we resolve that, I do want to ask how we are approaching. Is this, like a double file column of soldiers marching in lockstep with like the banner of the uh, the the empire of drekus flying or is everyone sort of like scattered and like creeping forward and moving together in like little groups to make sure that there's not a trap for you that's being set like what is the what is the manner of approach is it open or is it suspicious and sort of guarded or is it like really suspicious and you're leaving everyone back and you're sending a scout forward to like no, get the I think lay of we're the marching. Land. We're probably we're marching in like, you know, double file. We're not waving a banner around. I don't think we have time for that. It's getting dark anyways, but we're marching in like. Double. When I uh, notice everyone like marching, I I will casually tell everyone, hey, no need to be so uppity. Just as you are, you know, I I would think you're. I'll gently put a hand on Vincent's shoulder and I say, Vincent, if you would leave commandeering the soldiers to be Okay, I appreciate it. We don't it. I understand, but we don't really want to seem like an army now, do we? Vincent, we we are an army. But not to this Have friend, a look are we? It doesn't matter. We are support to our friends and we are threat to our foes, that's how it works. Alright. Okay. Well, you can approach, and it's fine. It's fine. Um, the army will arrive, and you will hear the conversation uh, each between uh, you know, when Lord Campbell is being told by the servants that you know, there's armed men approaching, but they're not orcs. Is this the thing that you were talking about? And he'll nod and be like, yes, this is exactly what I was expecting. 
Uh, everyone stand by and be ready. We are going to receive some guests. Um, and it may be, it may be a life-altering experience for all of us. Um, and so everyone, thank you for all of your hard work. I know I was picked from amongst all of us to, to be the, the new Lord Campbell. And, uh, my time as Lord may be coming to an end. But don't worry, these are friendly people who are here to help us and here to save us. They're, they're coming from Drekus. The queen is now an empress, I suppose. The war is over. And um, they're here to liberate us from the, the evils of Barassi. And, uh, well, as, as the local lord, I, I may be taken hostage or prisoner. Um, and I thank you for, for treating me with such respect, even though I'm, I'm lowborn like the rest of us. Uh, so so from here on out, best of luck, everyone. And uh, stiff upper, straight back, stiff upper lip. Be presentable for the <clears throat> the incoming Empire of Drekus. And, you know, he'll arrange all the servants to be, like, properly stationed and, and standing and looking as sharp as they can. And he'll stand in front of them. And then he'll quickly send someone off to, like, get him his nice hat. And, uh, you know, they'll help brush the, the cat hair off of him and do his buttons <laughs> and everything. So he does have an evil white cat. He has a cat. It's not that big. It's a cat. <laughs> it's fine. I and feel yeah. like, yeah, he's just, he's trying to be a good guy. And there's something so weird about it. Right. Well, the rest of you will arrive. You will march right up to this estate. There's this, uh, you know this big patio with like a, a covered walkway on the one side of it and a logia on the other, which is just another type of covered walkway, but it's attached to the house. And um, out in the middle of the patio this evening are assembled all the servants and um, cooks and the, the stable boys and, and Lord Campbell himself, who's standing there with a fancy hat and a clean shirt <clears throat> has the, 16 of you, 19 of you, march in <clears throat> until wave. Say, ah! Dearly, uh, long law, um, uh, Kel Pentelin. It's good to see you. Well, welcome to my manor. Welcome to the Campbell Estate. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough bedrooms for everyone, but there's plenty of room in the patio, in the living room, in the dining room, and we can make room in the reception room for, for you and all of your men. <laughs> Um, and here, and he Thank will pull you. out a scroll. This this is the list that you had requested. Wonderful. I take the scroll. I hand it over to Vincent and I say, uh, um, if you would let your housekeeper and your butler work together with Willa to uh, figure out where we put everybody, that would be fantastic. He turns and points to the housekeeper and the butler and waves them in the direction of Willa. And those arrangements will get made. <clears throat> and all the staff stands by watching. Whispering a little. And then I want we'll... I want to like kind of go up to to um Elaine. This mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so, and I want to tug on her cloak a little. If you'll excuse me for for one moment. And I'll like I'll turn around and I'll uh, I don't know, walk around a corner or something. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then she's so tall, I'm gonna like get on my tippy toes and be like uh, I've been watching him and He's fine. Stupid, but fine. Uh -huh. 
Well, oh. that's a relief, I guess. Yes, I don't know Thank about you. the others, Good. but he's okay. Good work, Crumb. Um, Thank you. Do you want to do you want to come with me, or do you want to do more looking tonight? I'll stay invisible. Uh, but I'll come. I'll I'll be inside. I'm just gonna spy on people. Huh. Might as well while this invisibility thing lasts, and I do a little jig. Except she's invisible, so she can't see what I'm. Oh. Oh, missed jig. Uh, if you get caught, though, make sure to you tell them that you are with us. I don't want you to be mistaken for a common criminal. Oh yes. All right. Uh, best of luck there. Right. Thank you. She'll see little footprints. Go, I guess big footprints. Going on, because uh, halflings, hairy feet. Mm -hmm. Cool. I guess in the meantime, I'll schmooze with Bruce. Thanks so much for uh, being so welcome. And thank you for having this prepared. I unfurl the scroll, I look it over. And, you know, I get the basics. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, my house is your house, and uh, I, I appreciate you getting rid of the death and destruction. Um, not good vibes yes we appreciate you could you go into a little more detail about how exactly Verasi came in with such force and death and destruction as you said oh well, a large for... ship arrived and um you know loaded a bunch of orcs and people and uh stormed the beaches overcame the town defenses uh slaughtered the previous people that were here yes but the town had been driven mad if i remember right as you told us the former leaders the former um dracissian mm, guard that had been posted here at the fort to keep the town safe they had been investigating strange magics in the area and while at first they seemed like excellent protectors um something something rotted in their minds and they they descended into debauchery, uh, villainy, evil, setting the town against each other, looting the town for their own purposes, and then they set upon each other, um, first sort of jovially mocking one another, but then it turned violent, and just sort of trails off. Hmm. Oh, we appreciate it. Has, uh... I'll, I'll wait for Elaine to get back before continuing. Um, I kind of want... Yeah. But, uh, I guess furthermore, I'll say... So, what has Rossi done that is so... terrible? I think crucifixion of, um, dissidents is, um, a pretty terrible thing. Oh, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's been going on for years now. Well, no, no, uh, mo most people stop dis dissenting, dissidenting. Um, hmm. To be honest, I mean, like, he scratches his head. As a noble, <clears throat> it's a hard work keeping, keeping the, the social order. And um, I understand that sometimes difficult tactics need to be taken, but there, there's been a, a sort of, um, 
to coin a new phrase, uh, my way or the highway sort of situation here, where uh, I think most governments might tolerate a certain amount of chafing. Uh, the Rossi Empire doesn't seem to be too terribly interested in managing the populace. They, they want the harbor um, functional, and so they want the town functional so the harbor can maintain functionality. Um, and they don't really care what goes on in the town as long as it is very smooth and easy for them to do whatever they want. Uh, and so in that particular area, they're not... I think by now Elaine's approaching and hearing this conversation. Um, and by this, you know, they're not actively trying to hurt the populace. Um, but if ever there's a speed bump or a road bump or something that doesn't go according to plans, anything that rustles their jimmies... Uh, their retribution is swift and harsh. And the, the orcs in charge of the area, again, don't really care about the populace, and so they will steal things blatantly, break into things, get drunk and destroy stuff. Um, you know, it, it's... Our former rulers were um, sadistic and maniacal, and our current rulers are... Um, abusive and uh, cutthroat. Neither of these are, are very good. And uh, as Lord, my, my job would be to see to the well-being of the population as best as I can. And I think you, two, three, fifteen, whatever, however, however many of them you are, uh, are our best shot at getting things back in line. And hopefully... There will be fewer crucifixions, murders, and sadistic uh, raids. Right. I'm glad you've put your trust in us. Oh, you look like trustworthy fellows. Well, if I was to show you a map of the island, would you be able to point out where Fort Kachuma is and the outpost on the other side of the mountain? Approximately. Oh, that's I take it we have a, a, an approximate map, Vincent. Do we? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll show. Uh, can we go to like a library or a sitting room or a, a, an office? Does this man? Uh, yeah, there is a, you know, you you can go to the linen room. The perfect room for this sort of conversation. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. <laughs> There's a servant in here folding linens, and they will politely clear the table space where you would fold the linens, uh, and then exit the room, leaving you with but a. Do you not have large an table. office in here? <laughs> oh, the office you... is so small and and you know dark this time. There's a nice fireplace here in the linen room, keeps us warm and toasty, and two windows to let in the light. The office is dark and dingy at this hour. But if do you, you have prefer... a library in this house, no, no. No, where do you keep your books? Elaine, look at how soft this room is. I go and, uh, you know, sit on a blanket area. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there are no books. Books are highly expensive, and yeah, this outpost is fairly new. I, I don't think the former Lord Campbell's had, um, you know, the, the, had either the time to bring all of their possessions or, or they did not have a library. You know, books... Not everyone can be a pentelin, you know. Not everybody has private libraries. Some of us just have to slum it with an estate like this. 
Yeah, that must be absolutely terrible. Anyway, it's I can unroll the map on the table. <laughs> yes, you can unroll the map and uh, I'll take a look at it. Peach, where are you doing all of this? I just want to spy on people. Ooh, good stretch. Um, I want to spy on people. Like, mm -hmm. I would imagine that when he's telling people, like, it's been good. We're going to go back to ownership under Drekius. Um, mm -hmm. I was watching people's faces, seeing, like, Excellent. if any of them were like, <gasps> or like, <gasps> but if anyone were like, <gasps> I want to see them. I want to know what they're talking about. I want to see what they're doing. Are they Give me a charisma the suitcase? check. A charisma check. What does a charisma check do in this situation? Not uh, undermining you, but I'm just wondering. Yeah, charisma is sort of your interpersonal skill. So it's like sort of reading people's faces and reading people's mm, body language. And so I'm when you're looking to see like what exactly there uh, is. Uh, um, yeah, there's a bunch of servants. Good. They all seem sort of surprised. None of them really stand out to you as like super interesting. It's all sort of like, yeah, they didn't expect this. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of them, right? There's a bunch of servants and then there's a bunch there's of soldiers. And yeah, it's a messy thing. Well, then I'm um, just going to choose a couple at random. I'm going to be peeking into people's rooms like, hello, hello, great. hello. Great. Uh, roll me 3d20. And uh, then we're going to talk about Fort Kachuma, which is uh, right over here, he says. Is it possible to make this a permanent mark on the map? Yeah. You're marking it on your actual map too, right? You're, you're getting some ink or something or some coal and, you know, putting a smudge yeah. on the map. Perfect. There you go. It's on the other side of the mountains, uh, within the jungle. Um, the way it was described to me by one of the uh, local citizens who helped haul supplies over the mountains is that... And granted, remember, this is a brand new island that's been raised by, from the sea by the gods... Uh, but that it was a very old fortress in the jungle. He furrows his brow. How is that possible? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Malchus has a sense of humor, and so he built an old fortress on a a new island, or or maybe it was teleported here from somewhere else. Maybe this whole island is actually an ancient island that was lost beneath the sea and is being raised up again? Um, I have no idea. This is this is well beyond me. I, 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 I'm just a simple... I'm, I was a simple jeweler. Now I'm, I'm a simple lord. Right. I do nothing of magic. And I assume there's some sort of road or path leading there? Because we saw an orc on a horse, but I'm not entirely sure how you would take a horse through such thick jungle. There's a, a trail that runs along a creek. Um, it's a bit of a switchback. It's not very well built. Um, it's sort of slow going. I think the estimates is that door to door from, from the outpost to the, the keep on the other side of the mountains is a was a uh i think it was a three-day journey for them but they were carrying lots of supplies um so 
He shrugs. Maybe two days if you're swift of foot and you know where you're going. Three days if you have lots of stuff. Maybe more if, if you don't know the trail. Um, I don't think it's particularly well marked. Hmm. All right. Uh, this isn't a question, just my own internal thought. Uh, do I know anything about the population of Rossi as it mainly works? No, it's... um. It's sort of a, uh, it's it's on the other side of this big ocean and it's started as a small thing and now it's like encompassed a great, great many lands. And so the heart of the empire is probably human or half-elf or halfling. It's probably like your, your more classical civilized folks are probably the leadership section of it, but it has encompassed such a large area and they accept anyone who's willing to be uh, violent on their behalf. So there's probably a lot of orcs in the army, but it's not like an orcish army from the onset. You would expect like the upper echelons of leadership to be half orcs, humans, maybe some orcs, maybe an evil halfling or two, nefarious <laughs> gnome. Okay. I'll ask uh, Bruce, have you ever seen any um, non-orcs? So... Like, uh, perhaps their leaders? Uh, yes, I do believe the, the... The outpost is guarded by um, an orcish detachment, and the those beyond the mountains are uh, so, uh, a mixed band of orcs, humans, and... Pretty sure there was a pair of halflings in that mix. But, you know, halflings all sort of look alike. It might have just been one halfling that was seen multiple times. I think the their leader was a um, uh, a human male wizard or, or mage or, or sorcerer of some kind, uh, and they had a cleric with them as well, also human. Mm, some knights in, in proper armor, and then a bunch of henchmen and orcish, you know, brutes. And who appointed you as the leader then? I was... Who made you the new lord? Um, well, the word came down actually through one of the orcish subordinates, but it, it came down from the the um, human wizard, I believe. I believe that's who's in charge, and I think they, they were the one who made the decision, but I was simply tapped on the shoulder one day by an orc and said that I'm the new Lord Campbell and that I should go take my estate and see to the town and manage everything, or else uh, I would be up on a cross in the middle of the lagoon, dying of dehydration, exposure, pain, bloodletting, suffering, and um, having my eyeballs pecked out by seagulls. I don't actually know you if seagulls made the right choice. Peck eyeballs. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think I made a great choice, too. Um, was there another point on this island where you said that they had another outpost? Or is it... Uh, well, there, there's a... There's the town, there's a fort near the town, and there's the the castle on the other side of the mountains, although I have not seen or heard from any of the people there in, in some time. Maybe maybe the island has driven them mad and they've lost themselves in the jungle and there's no more. That's what I like to dream of. Oh, so we haven't marked the fort on the map. Could you mark the fort on this map as well? Oh yes, it's it's right around here. 
And what is that fort called? What? That's, uh... That's the outpost. Oh. I mean, was there a fort other than Fort Kashuma that they owned? No, 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 no. There's these, the castle or Fort Kachuma on the other side of the mountains, and then there's the town, and then there's a small fort next to the town. Okay, and that small fort is the one holding about 50 orcs, if I remember what you said? I hope yeah, is the, did, I, did, I think you said 30? 30, okay. Did you say 30? Oh. 30, yeah, 30 orcs. Much more reasonable. That's not good, that's a lot of people. Uh, so, when do we begin the the assault? Well, let's plan with our captain. Um, but my idea was that we'll ambush the orcs in town. They'll send another small detachment, hopefully, when they haven't heard from these orcs. We'll ambush them, and then we'll be on more even footing. Blended. How, how can I assist? I kind of look to Elaine as to what she thinks of that plan. I'll say, um, we need to prepare the people in town. It can't be a surprise to the people who can support us there. Right. Uh, um, I think we need to figure out what the mood is in town. I think we need to intimidate any collaborators that are there. Um, you said there are times when the orcs are not in town, is that correct? They don't always patrol? Do they stay overnight? How does it Well, the fort is right next to the town. The fort is where they, is, is where they, they muster and where they live. And they will send know, a half dozen people into town to walk the streets and make sure that everything's going right. Maybe, maybe two sets of half dozens at a time. Uh, you know, orcs being orcs, it's, it's sort of a little more, a little less uh, organized. Also, I, I don't go into town very often, and who, who keeps track of these things? So, if I understand correctly, there's thirty orcs in total, and sometimes twelve at a time are in Santa Barbara itself, and then eighteen others are still back at the at the uh, other outpost. Sure, or maybe there's some in the outpost and, and some that are in the the woods. Um, maybe... I, I don't know what all the orcs do with all their time. I, I couldn't tell you for certain where any where all their numbers are, but there's about 30 in the fort and 6 to 12 in the town on any given day. Probably have some scouts in the woods or... I don't know what orcs spend their time doing try to stay I try to keep my nose out of trouble you know right um I ask do you have a map of town uh I do not oh well have you been there enough that you could draw a rough sketch of it I there's a Yes, there's a road that runs through the middle of town, and there's a bunch of houses and farmland around it. Is it walled off? No, no walls. Okay. 
So my main concern is if we just send the entire army at them, they'll flee. So that's what we don't want. We'd probably want to try to encircle them. Uh, do you think that would be possible with how the town's laid out? To encircle the town? Yeah. With this many people? Uh, your, your people would have to be pretty far apart. You know, I, I think... Well, I guess uh, cut off their most likely escape plan. Ah, well, there's a small trail that leads between the town and the fort, um, and that's pretty much it. There, everywhere else is just open countryside and woods or swamp or um, swamp slash lagoon. Um, you know, is military it... matters. I don't know. I don't even yeah, know what you mean by fine. an escape route. That's I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't even pretend to be. If they come into town, mm-hmm. okay. If they come into town, does the same group stay, or is it different groups that come into town? You know, like there's a shift switch in after six hours or something like that. But always the same ones, and they stay for like twelve hours, and then they leave. I. You don't know because you're never I, in town. Look, how could you tell two works apart, huh? Because some are walking in and some are walking out, you know. <laughs> Well, I assume that they must shift, you know, there's probably not this, maybe it is the same orcs all day long, but maybe one of my servants knows. Um, hmm. Ah, yes, Brunhilda. Is there somebody she, she who might goes be, to, she, to she's our to buy stuff? Okay. Yes, yes. yes. We, we, let me go get Brunhilda and bring her here. And uh, he'll leave and come back, you know, in 10 minutes, five minutes, maybe. Uh, with a servant who looks like she was just getting ready to go to sleep uh, and has now hastily gotten dressed again and is here a little bit surprised see you and all, and she'll talk with you. Yes, meanwhile, I, uh... meanwhile, hold on, because we got to go back yeah, to Peach. We're going to do a little back and forth. Uh, Peach, you're looking around. Mm-hmm. You haven't noticed anyone acting suspicious. In fact, all of the servants seem to be pretty fucking chill with what's going on, all things considered. Cool. Like... They seem nervous because it looks like a fight is about to break out and their estate is the base of operations for one of the two fighting sides. So, like, there's some Mm -hmm. clear nervousness, but none of them seem to be of a mind of sabotage. They're all pretty interested in talking to the soldiers. There's Mm -hmm. lots of, like, what has been happening back on the mainland. I have family in Redport, or I have, not Redport, um, in in Coxport, or I've got family Mm in... um, you know, Bontheris, what, what's the deal? And so there's lots of sort of gossip about things on the mainland. And that, that's what you've been okay. noticing. Okay, cool. And nobody looks like super duper scared either. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll try and find my companions then, probably. Okay. Um. Yeah, you can find your companions. Uh, I think it's not too difficult. They're just sort of they're hanging out, right? And you can hear them calling from Brunhilda or from someone else. And um, you can make your way into the, the linen room uh, as they're having this conversation. Are you going to stay invisible? I am, yeah. But I'm going to tug on Aline's coat and then just not say anything. That's kind of my signal of mm-hmm. like, hello, mother, I'm here. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, Brunhilda will come in and... You'll put to her the same questions, and she'll say that there's usually a group of orcs. As far as she knows, a group of orcs will be assigned to watch the town for a day. 
and that group of orcs will walk around, you know, looking for trouble, looking to cause trouble, and looking to uh, keep everyone in line. And sometimes there's a second group of orcs that come to town as well, who will kick around for a little while, and then take supplies back to the fort. Okay. Thank you. Uh, how um, far away was the fort from town? In miles, I guess? Or minutes? Half mile? Okay. Five, five minutes? To... minutes? Which one of them is shorter? I'm a tiny bit shorter. It's not a huge difference. Then I will I will tug on like Elaine's coat again. And this time I'll keep tugging until she kind of crouches down just slightly. Mm-hmm. Just like, hmm... Let's see. Well, I'll fix I'll fix my boots, I guess, for a, for a moment, as Vincent does some some you know listening and questioning. And I'll ask Elaine: Are there enough people in town that the orcs would be able to recognize everyone? Like, if someone snuck in, would they immediately be able to tell? Like, oh, this person's new. They they aren't really from here. Or like, something like that. No, stop. Speaking. Didn't you say earlier that all the halflings look the same anyway? <laughs> you said you said that to Lord Campbell. Well, yeah. uh, for the most part, you know, they're small, hairy feet, stink of earth, you know, fine folks. How many halflings are there in town? Um, maybe forty or fifty. I'll look at Brunhild. How many halflings are there in town? <laughs> In the town proper, there's maybe a dozen, um, but in the outlying farmlands, two score. And I take it some from the outlying farmlands also sometimes come into town. Yeah. Yes, but the of the those who live in town, maybe a dozen. I think there's a, a the grocer family. Uh, she tries to remember the name of the grocers, and I don't actually think I have a name for them. Uh, the name of a the bad at coming up with names. A grocer. Family. What do you want them to be? What 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 are their occupations? Grocers. They they sell groceries. Oh, um, call them the Thumpkin family. That's cute. Thumpkin. Thumpkin. Yes, and they sell all kinds of squashes and corns and seasonal veggies that are autumnal. The Thumpkin family. Mm-hmm. There's right. about a dozen of them. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good children. Um, Squash, turn up. Mm-hmm. Are you the mm-hmm. only half ever? I'm sure Is... you would have asked people very interesting questions about their heritage, since that lies in your nature, yeah? Well, right now I'm not the only half elf around, eh? Eh? <laughs> Sis? So there's no more half like half elves except for the two of us, yeah. There are no more. There there used to be other half elves, but All right. great tragedy. Okay, let's figure it out. Um I think it might be possible to scout out 
what exactly is happening in town without being too suspicious if I don't go. Um, I think I'm... I'm not very stealthy. People will notice me. And... Dour expression on your face, you'll stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> oh, wow. At his joke. Uh-oh. I, I catch myself. Wonderful. Now that we all have had our chuckle, maybe we can go back to the plan at hand. I think um, it's very important that we figure out what is exactly going on in town when they are sending those people in with the second to transport the groceries. And I think we need to figure out if there's a good place for an ambush. My guess is it's best to ambush them when they come into town. That gives us more time to take care of the bodies. Um, but ideally, you want to ambush them when there's a second group coming in as well, so we catch optimally 12 of them. Hmm. That would weaken that fort on the other side, and we would have a better chance fighting that fort there. Excellent so idea. We need, to, we need to act pretty quickly, because if that other, you know, that castle behind the mountain hears of all this, then we might be in real trouble. So we need to take out this fort as quickly as we can. Yeah, I'll ask uh, Bruce about... Uh, hey, when we came in, we saw an orc at a stable-looking thing. Uh, what's his deal, if you know? Oh, well, the stables up here on the bluff um, belong to the Campbell Estate. And um, the orcs have been using them for their own purposes. Uh, they've got some horses that will tolerate them. And, uh, you know, they keep watch out. Did the orcs see you? Um, according to Frum's report, not really. Otherwise, it seemed like that orc was just casually leaving. Is there a reason why they would leave their post? That one person? Um, they saw something, or if their shift was over, or if, um... You know... He shrugs. I I'm not a soldier. He looks to Elaine. Why might a, a soldier leave their post? Yeah, I don't think speculating is going to help. Um, if they saw us, they saw us, then we still the same. The plan stays the same. Well, I, I find it, it hard to more. imagine they, they didn't see 18 fine soldiers being put ashore. Oh, exactly. it's just the first time where we landed on a small boat with just the three of us. Mm. Four of us. Mm -hmm. And plus we went back in the evening time, so there's a good chance they were already out of town by the time we came to the estate. Mm. Since they came there very early in the day. Mm -hmm. Well, here's hoping they don't storm the keep, uh, the estate tonight. Well, if they do, at least we're here. And, um, I want to make one thing very, very clear. This is going to be very ugly. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed and a lot of misery, and that's not because I want it that way, but it's because freedom has a very high price to pay from everybody. <sighs> I hope yep. you're aware of that. Well? Wonderful. How much time do we have before bedtime? <laughs> I'm not your father. You can set your own bedtime. I'm literally asking you, Neil, but... <laughs> oh! 
Oh, like, uh, well, you know, I want to be well rested for tomorrow. So, then, like, then uh, you should set your guards and go to sleep. Okay. Um, I think tomorrow morning we will head into town to do some scouting. I don't think I can really tag along, but if you two want to, yeah, I'll leave it up to you. Okay, we should plan on with my people at the estate and defend that in case we get ambushed. I am also curious, like, if the orcs force them to wear, like, similar outfits, or if they care at all. Like, will I be fine going as I am, or is it like, oh, and now that we're here, you must all wear potato sacks? Yeah, we'll we'll see tomorrow. I guess we can post some guards. I'll give... I'll give Vincent my necklace that has my the symbol of my house on it. I'll say if you need to convince anybody that we are truly from Drekkers, you can show them this necklace. You are to hand it back to me. It's not for trading. Of course. Thank you. Okay. Glad you trust me at this. Um, but the main thing that I wanted to ask is, do we really need scouting? I think we have received all the information we need to just attack the orcs tomorrow. Well, do you want to go for the fort or do you want to ambush the road? Uh, ambush the town. Same thing. We'll ambush the orcs that are in town. Hopefully the orcs send out another uh, platoon. We ambush them, and then we storm the fort, perhaps. Here's, here's my thought process, okay? If we are at a road, it's a very narrow pathway, we can lay down and wait for them to come. If we're in a village, we don't know where they like where they are going to walk around, right? Like, sure, if we, we spread can... out, then we will lose more people if they attack back. We need to be able to see if, like, we ambush them, we need to be able to see them first. And if we go into town and there are collaborators there, there is a chance they will try to send someone out to inform the orcs. Right, which is why we should just strike immediately. Okay, then we can ambush the road if you prefer that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, perhaps we only send half of our, uh, we call them spears, is that right? We send one spear with us uh, to perhaps be a smaller group and not notice. And if there are two uh, groups of orcs, we'll have both spears with us. What if we, we found out we who the collaborators were? Well, go into their house and kill them so that they can't collaborate. I'm sure that they're only collaborating because they're under severe duress. Uh, if we don't involve them at all, then we won't need to. Nonetheless, they should die if we go in. Wait, and then I, they I point towards the. Oh, are you with us right now? You're not invisible now. Fuck. Um, is the dude still watching? Yeah, everyone's in the room. Conversation. Brunhilda's here. Uh, Lord Campbell's here. I'm. I'm trying to simultaneously, like, I'm over here. I'm like, but Lane, Lane, but what about the? And then the other dude's like, and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> You make me a move silently check because you're in the room. You're trying to grab people's attention. There's other people around. You're trying to just grab a lane and notice a lane, but also, you know, the, it's the hard. Room. Yeah, no, yeah. I I respect it. And you're doing great. That's very low roll. Killing That's it, great. dude. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's go. Let's go with the road. For now, I simply don't want. They are. My problem is there are so many troops are there. We are outnumbered. I don't want to lose more people than I have to. Right. Um, I mean, I can set, I know how to set traps for humans. If you give me enough time and enough rope, I can set human-sized traps. 
if it helps. I'll nod to myself, approving of my great plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, all right. Well, I think I have... Do we have anything else that we need to talk about tonight? That sounds good. Well, I will prepare combat spells and definitely not scouting spells, then. Wonderful. Lord Campbell, you will spend... I'll look out... I'll try to look out of the window. Well, I guess you will spend about... Maybe an hour with me before we go to bed. We need to do some talking. Okay. Uh, he looks to the other people. Uh, if you don't mind, we would like the room, please. And they will scatter. And do then... you have some, like a wax tablet or something like that? Something to write? There's probably one in the office, Paper, I suppose. Ink. Could you get someone to fetch that or fetch it yourself? He quickly goes to the door. Brunhilde, before you go, please, would you fetch the wax tablets from the office and uh, maybe some paper and ink and, you know, writing supplies? Yeah, Did you in. want the room to just the two of you? Oh, you can stay if you want to. It's not oh, It's yeah. not going to be particularly interesting, but you, you can stay. Sure, I'll even scribe for you if you'd like. Oh, that would be a great idea. I think a comparison is truly needed. So, what, how, what what can we do for you? How, how may right. I assist? Grab that, grab that quill, dip uh -huh. it in the ink, and then mm -hmm. you will write the same thing Vincent is writing. Okay, are you ready? Um. Well, not my. It why, is does, a, why does it he is write a, it, and I will? Because it is a copy. process. Okay, you want to claim this title, then you need to work for it. I'm t my writing is, um... Terrible, I know, that's why we're working on it. Okay, so dip it in the ink, and then I'll read it to you. And okay. Elaine will, from just from memory, say, okay, <clears throat> write down. A guide to true politeness. Uh, how, how do you... What are the letters in guide? It's G-U-I-D-E. Right. He and then write, I'll, like, like G... You mm -hmm. and it's just like a long I, and then it's a B, and then it's mm -hmm. like a capital E. I'll point towards Vincent's writing. He's writing it down as well. And I'll say, you'll need yes, to look at this. I would like to show off. I'm going to make a calligraphy check. <laughs> you have calligraphy? That's I have calligraphy. Amazing. How good is it? It's, uh, it's pretty good. Would you like me to roll? Um, let me look up the... Do you even need to make a calligraphy check, or is this just something you know? I mean, if you want to roll the dice, I'm not going to stop you from rolling the dice, but... Calligra... I would oh. like to think that baseline, my handwriting is very good. Yes. Uh, a character with this proficiency is skilled at calligraphy. If they wish to produce an especially fancy work, a check might be called for. So if you are showing off... Give me a check to make, like, the most beautiful flourishes and finishes on the fly without the All right tools. I'll show off, especially since it looks like it's a show-off type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, since we're writing about etiquette, mm -hmm. it needs to look fancy. Oh, my God. Well, 37 a, check. a guide to etiquette. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And Vincent's is this, like big flowing fancy letters all spelled out like in italics with perfect scripting and you know fat parts here and thin parts it's just like perfect 
and uh, Lord Campbell's is like sometimes backwards, sometimes capitals, sometimes lowercases, lots of like ink splotches where he hesitated and the pen just like kept dripping ink onto the page. And then there is where he like tried to wipe the ink off and it's just sort of like splattered across. It's just, it's the worst. It's like a waste of ink and it's a waste of paper. And his hands come away blackened with the, the, uh, it's. I think we, we managed to do about a maximum of the introduction page, like the, the main page, was the, which is uh, the ladies and gentlemen's etiquette book of the best society. Um, and <laughs> I think uh, Elaine just, you know, quotes that from, from her mind. Vincent writes it down. Then we have all the ink and splatter. And then she will uh, she will ask Vincent, could you, could you hand that to him so he can practice this for the next few nights? Yes, and, sure. Um, and and how what what are we doing with the are we are we plastering these around town what's the plan we're not plastering these around town these are for you to learn and study how to be a true leader in your society he looks crestfallen oh this is educational material for me I, I'm honored that you would take time out of your busy invasion to teach me the proper ways. I, uh... Well, that's good. How about you honor me back by taking this seriously and doing your studies when we're not around? Yes, ma'am. Right. Have a good night, Lord Campbell, I'll say. And I'll leave the room. All right. Okay, I'll, uh, whisper to Campbell. Uh, Bruce, rather. Hey. I, I think I think she likes you. I think she might be considering putting you in charge after all this is done. That's why she wants you to study up on this. I think you're right. I Ugh. What an honor. You know, I, I at first I thought she was going to kill me and now may, maybe I'm gonna make it through this one alive. Ugh. Uh, good night, and thank you. Thank, uh, I'm sorry, I've already forgotten your name. Vincent. Wizard. Wizard, Vincent, I would like to personally thank you for for being kind and, and gregarious and generous and magnanimous during this time. I, it's, it's a tough period of history. I try to keep things cheery and light, and um, I, I appreciate your your good spirits. You're, you're a good man, Vincent. Same to you, Bruce. Uh, thank you for choosing the right side. Thank you. Uh, good night. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, I nod head off to my own room. Okay. Well, not my own room. That's Where do we? Yeah, how do we stay? Where do we sleep? Oh, well, you, you, everyone else set it up. Um, each of you uh, gets a private room on the second floor. We're going to do a quick drag you over to the bedroom zones. Um, on the second floor, on the right side, the right side is also the east side, um, bedrooms three, four, and five are going to be assigned to the party. Uh, I think the stairs come up here. There's a little balcony. So I think it's a bedroom five is Elaine. Bedroom four is going to be Vincent and your bodyguard. I think he probably yeah. stays next to you. And bedroom three belongs to Crumb. And then, um, 
What's name? Willa will do bedroom two, and some of her soldiers will do bedroom one, and then down on the floor below, uh, other soldiers will just sort of, you know, scatter into whatever bedrooms are available, and then the remainder will fill out the, the living room. And the dining Excellent. room. And the reception room. Maybe the corridor. All right. I will at least, before we go to bed, inform Willa about what's going to happen tomorrow, that we will set out to ambush that path and get rid of some orcs. There. Yep. Everything's going well. And then yeah. we need some watches for the night in case we have been spotted and get attacked straight away. Excellent. Great. Why don't we go to our break? And when we come back from the break, we'll just we'll see if anything happens in the night, and then we'll go slaughter some orcs in the morning, and it'll be great. Amazing. Who doesn't Get you on the other side of a break. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of Dracus Chapter 2, Outpost on the Frontier, which is, you know, a nice place, a gentle place, a temperate place filled with orcs in the army of death and destruction and people being crucified for, you know, for resisting. But other than that, it's really pleasant around here and there's avocado trees and nice weather and beaches, sandy beaches, plenty of tar for your ships and also that gets on your feet. It's kind of annoying. Um, just as everyone settling down for a nice long night and Lord Campbell is staying up by the light of his oil lamp to practice his writing and um, practice the first page that he's been given. Uh, now not writing with ink, but moving over to the wax tablet so he can write and then even it out again and write again and try and, and work on them, their letters. Uh, <clears throat> there comes sound of a trumpet or a horn, but it's like a sort of loud noise that will waken everybody in the estate. Certainly. Okay. Can I put on my arm? I suppose so. Um, it'll take you a little while to put your armor all the way on. Not a problem. Whoever this is, is clearly announcing their arrival. Uh, nice and loudly for everyone to hear. So you got time to put on your armor. What are the rest of you doing? Crumpet? Vincent? Crumpet is going to run... Like, hop out of bed, still invisible, BT-dubs. Don't know how they knew to get her a room, but maybe my compatriots were like, oh, yeah, we got someone else coming eventually, you know. Whatever. Whoever organized the rooms, so she knew that you needed a, a room. So Perfect. Was, was on point. I hop out, skirt running out onto some sort of balcony or something to get a nice vantage point. Quick question. I wouldn't yeah. normally ask this, but since you are invisible, does this mean that you went to bed wearing all of your clothes or that you have gotten into whatever state of dress that you would normally sleep in and now your clothes or some of your clothes are visible on the floor next to you and you as an invisible person are in a state of less than full dress like you're not wearing your armor to sleep so i assume you've taken your armor off right i, I assume think... you've taken your sword belt off and all your weapons are off of you so what it, it's actually important in this situation to know what your state of dress is when you went to bed invisibly. I feel like I because when you take it off, you would misplace it, or would you see it when it's oh, off? Oh, it would here? become visible when it when you drop it. But then but it the would second not be, I put it back on, it's it's still visible. Once it's in, once it's visible, it remains visible. Got it. Then I feel like I would have just suffered through the discomfort and slept invisible. Armor. 
Yeah, cozy. So you wouldn't really you that's not like good that's not real sleep then that's No, it's good sleep. She's it, she's not It is she's not good sleep sleeping in up. armor. It's okay sleep. There's worse conditions. She's cuddling, cozy, nice squishy beds in this estate. The fucking quality of this mattress is better than Crumb's ever had. It doesn't matter life. how good the mattress is if you're in leather armor. It's like I'm gonna sleep in a box, leather isn't but the box is gonna be. Uh 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 uh. If it's in metal armor, I'd be like, you know what? You fucking got me, Neil. But you don't got me. It's leather. It's skin. If it's thick enough leather to stop a sword blow and keep you from getting killed, then it's not like a leather jacket. If you just had a leather jacket on, that's kind of like three AC. Three AC. Listen, if you stab me, I'd still get fucking stabbed. There's no way that would stop a stab. It's not. I'm just saying. It's armor. It's designed to be protective. Boiled leather isn't soft and supple. Boiled leather is kind of like hard and bracing. You know, it'll, it's um, it won't fold. It's not like a leather jacket. It's not like you got this like cool fancy coat. Women slept in corsets, and we corsets were fine. come in a lot of sizes and shapes. And we I don't think fine. women slept in corsets. <laughs> I think that is pull pure we did. bullshit. It was waist training. Waist training. You. There may have been some women who slept in corsets, but that is not the case. And corsets come in a lot of different sizes, shapes, and discomfort levels. And what I don't know about this sleeping in have... corsets. Corsets. You want to have? You want to give me a penalty for sleeping in my armor? I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. That if you're sleeping in your that armor, you're best. essentially not yeah. getting sleep, which is fine. You can go a night without sleep, and it's fine. Like you'll live. You not sleep at all. I mean, you might have some levels of unconsciousness, but you're going to wake up tired and groggy. I so wholly disagree because I think Crumb would sleep through it all. She's a rogue. She, she's she been through, you know, sleeping on uncomfy places. She's, she's, she'd be fine. But I can take off some armor if, that, if you want me to. I'm just saying sleeping in your armor is a weird thing that no one ever really does unless you're expecting an imminent attack. Um, I guess so. And if that's what you wanted to do, that's fine. She'll take it off. Okay. And you also are not going to sleep with your sword belt on, right? Your weapons? You know, you... You can't. You certainly can't sleep while you're rolling <laughs> yeah, back just, and forth if you're on a dagger. Fuck me a little. Fuck me the whole way. Just, I take everything off. Yeah. Okay. I have nothing on me. I'm barren. That's fine. I, I. It's just. It's important to note these these nuances of ordinary life for our characters. Evil. Great. So you're in your whatever clothes you sleep in. Your call doesn't really matter. Won't affect your AC in any way, shape, or form because you're invisible. Also, it doesn't matter. And you can. You said you. you At this point, I'm naked. I have naked? nothing on me. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I Love hope it. this invisibility doesn't run out. I'm going to scar everyone here. Excellent. Um, I've already forgotten what you said you were going to do, but you are you are still invisible. I, I want to run to the outside, to like a balcony to just kind of see what's going on. Yeah, well, luckily your bedroom has a balcony with it, right? Um, and that balcony oh, okay, and your bedroom literally overlooks the place where the trumpets are blowing from, oh, where the horns good. are blowing from. So it's, it's great. Yeah, you pop out on this little balcony here. And uh, you can see across the rooftops. Out, this is this is sort of like the courtyard with the covered walkway and everything. But out here, over in front of that, um, you can hear the sound of a. Burr, burr, burr. 
And uh, what's the length of your your night vision, your dark vision there, Crumpet? Do I have dark vision? I don't know. I can't remember. Would that be under skills? Attributes probably not on your character sheet at all. That's probably just in the player's Ooh. handbook. Do halflings have dark vision? I can't I remember. Know. I don't know why they would. I don't think they do. Any halfling character has a 15% chance to have normal infravision or a 25% oh. chance to have limited infravision. Uh, I don't never think we've rolled that. Yeah. No, well, I've never heard of that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, roll me a D100. If you get a 15 or lower, you have 60 feet of infravision. That wow. also makes you a pure stout halfling. All right. You're not stout. But now you have a 25% chance to have limited infravision. So give me a D100. No, you have no infravision. It's dark. <laughs> you can hear the horn blast. But I I am ambidextrous, which is pretty cool. That's, that is cool. That's actually cool. Thank yeah. you. I, I take that. It's big damage. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and tonight um, is the night of July 27th. Um, which means that it's basically a new moon, which means that it is dark outside. It's real dark. I'm just going to stay outside, stark naked, nobody can see me, and just look in the direction. I'm like halfling grippers out, the hair flowing in the wind. That, that foot yeah. hair just kind of blowing in the, the nighttime breeze. Yeah, mm -hmm. sexily. You can hear frogs and crickets going off like mad in the distance. Uh, Vincent, you don't have any armor to put on, but your bodyguard certainly does, who rolls out of bed and quickly starts strapping on their gear. Yeah, I guess we were woken up by this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go out. I'll, I'll look outside my window if it happened to be there. Uh, la, 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 la. Um, yeah, you go your balcony as well, since you are in bedroom four, um, and you can tell that it's not there, but you can go out this other mutual balcony, and yes, yes, it is. You go out here, it's not there, you come back in, you go out here, you can see out this, or hear out this balcony that there is a, a couple of blasts coming this way while in your room, Vorden, Vordrin is putting on his leather armor and grabbing his shield and his sword belt. Okay, um... How long will it take me to reorganize my spell list, and do I still have the old spells until I reorganize them? You still have the old spells until you organize them. You would need a full night of sleep, and then 10 minutes per spell level to memorize new spells. So you, uh, no organizing new spells yet. Okay. Uh, but you're out on the balcony, and as you're out on the balcony, you can see, or maybe hear, uh, windows across the way opening as people look out. And underneath you, you can hear some cursing, someone calling out, you know, bye, bye, no rule, you know, darkness be damned, who the hell is it at this hour? And it sounds like an angry Lord Campbell who comes on out into the balcony, into the patio area, and uh, we'll head on over out this, this front zone. Um, and you can hear the voice of loud Lord Campbell saying, by the gods, what is, oh, And then it gets real quiet. Oh, that's not a good oh. 
Uh, I will uh, cast strength on my bodyguard. <laughs> Does it last? Please say it's several hours. Several hours. Yeah, that lasts a few hours. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it'll it'll take you four hours. Yeah. So roll one d eight. See how eight. strong my bodyguard gets. Please do it. Was it like an oh, like like a like a? Oh, you heard oh, I'm what disappointed. sort of oh was? I, yeah, but or was it like an oh, oh, oh like? Thump to the ground. I gave you the sort of ore that it was. So you couldn't. Can you say that. it again? No. Fuck. You heard it once. Just like just like Crumb. You heard it once. Okay. Uh five points will bring Vorden from fourteen to nineteen. Nice. So no, not nineteen. 18 to and 18 no, 18. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's the exact amount you want someone to get to. Just the ten percent range. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a plus one to hit and plus three to damage. And now Vorderen is strong man. Strong. Strong mm. like bull. Mm-hmm. Well, as you're casting, which takes a turn, which counterintuitively is ten rounds, which is ten minutes, um, there's that, that sound from Lord Campbell. Um, and then there's the sound of footballs as Lord Campbell... Footballs? Footfalls, like footsteps. Oh, I thought you said footballs. Got it, no. sorry. <laughs> no. Yes, it's a soccer game. I wish <laughs> it was true. I don't get it. They're throwing, like, softballs at the house. Sorry. No. Um, and then, you know, by what little light is peering in from people's windows or peering down from people's windows, you can see Lord Campbell walking through the patio, um, being followed by a single orc um, and he will get to the this sort of hallway area where there's a roof and um, you know there's the doors that would lead in but by now they're shut just to keep the wind out and everything and he'll uh, kind of point to the house and be like uh, well you're, you're free to search as you will but I, I don't think you'll find anything all that interesting um, and the orc will sort of motion towards a door Lord Campbell goes, oh, please, go ahead. And the orc will, you know, jerk his head. Lord Campbell will walk in the direction of the door and be like, certainly. So I take it, it doesn't take me ten minutes to put on my armor, does it? Does it take a full turn? You have plate mail? Yes. Again. No, it's just... been a little bit heated last time, but it's back in shape. Krem is... also, once she realizes that it's an orc, is going to start putting on her stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. At that point, you might as well break your invisibility so you can actually see where your fingers are and how everything is looking, because they're going to be able to see, you know... I'd rather keep it on. The armor. You can, well, that's fine. But you can be invisible like, with armor if you want. Before I get attacked... It's a tiny um, goat. Oh my god, someone's coming after me. Quickly get naked, hide in the closet. Great. I'm you can't I'm... quickly get naked, unfortunately. It takes a while. It takes a while to take your armor on and off. You know, it's not just like a t-shirt. It's not just a jacket. It's leather armor that is strapped and buckled to your body. Do you ever watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Did you see the armor yeah. those soldiers were walking around in? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, if uh, you can't soldiers? get the breastplate stretcher, it's going to be real tough getting back in your arm. That remains my favorite scene of the whole movie. That Joe, is a cool series. In an open field, Ned. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just throwing in some Baratheon quotes while you're looking up all the time. Yeah, getting in. 
Not of armor. Armor. I want to. I want to be invisible and have clothes. I want to be like a a, a goldish figure. Mm, okay, so you're gonna keep the armor on, but you're gonna be invisible underneath figure. it. So it's gonna yeah. be spooky. Oh my god! Perfect. This is such a good idea because if I wanted to look outside of like a balcony window and I didn't want my little crumpet head out, right? I could just mm. keep my armor neck down, go like this. Mm. Pop. I'm looking. Nobody can see me. This nice. is why you keep it on, folks. Nice. Um, armor that is made of separate pieces requires 1d6 plus 4 rounds with assistance. Without help, that time is tripled. So you got like the breastplate to strap on, there's this strap and that strap me? and this clip, and we're talking about um, uh, Faye's character, because she's got breastplate with like chain limbs that comes off of it, and it's like hooks her. and straps and things attached to... Yeah. If she has an assistant, she can do it more quickly, but by herself... It's a bitch to get dressed. And then you got to put the padded armor on underneath that. And then you got to make sure everything lies flat. And it's a mess. Oh, do Slow. I roll for it? Or does it... Yeah, you would roll for it. Are you going to roll a D6 plus four all times three? Also, if you call for me... Depending on when you call for me, I might be naked. But if you call for me, then I can help you. Not that she would know. All right. Nine, seven, and six. What is that, like 22? Yeah. Uh, that'll take a while. 22 minutes to put on your armor. Very long time. Very okay, long time. then I guess... If it takes 22 minutes, I guess I'm not putting on my armor anymore. I'll yeah. just grab my shield then. I mean, I mean, I figure like as a Roy, I would know how long that takes. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm just grabbing my shield and my uh, weapon. That's too yeah. Long. Putting on your armor in hurriedly is is a biatch. Um, yeah. Well, I have like fucking ten AC, twelve. I guess. You're great. You're gonna, so be, gonna be great. It's one orc. Maybe. Uh, so you start to yeah, put on so your armor. Cool. You abandon it pretty quickly. Um, the other guy who's putting on just his leather is gonna take some time too. And he's got a shield, and he's got strength on him now. We have an invisible naked halfling running around. No, you said you're putting on your your leather armor. The leather yes, armor's like a, a jerkin, and it's like a yeah. shin guard or wrist guards and shin guards, and it's like a little leather skirt that goes along with it. Um, so, so you wouldn't a, see my hands. Like my hands nope. are invisible. Neck up is invisible. Yep. I have um, shoes on. Can, right. Well, probably, maybe, maybe not. You've got shin guards for certain. And you've got like wrist guards, uh, forearm cool. guards, yeah. um, and then if you have a weapon, the weapon will be visible as well. Yeah, got it. I'm mm -hmm. just thinking, like, if I want to go around the corner and like flip a light switch that doesn't exist because that they don't have light switches, but if I want to like, bloop, I could do that. If I wanted to put my head above since the window, it, since it didn't take ten minutes, I assume I can walk like down next to the door that is closest to the sh where the shouting came from, where I suspect I would walk through. Yeah. Yeah, because okay, you I want to stand there and ready to charge if he gets through the door. Like, who is not Lord Campbell, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because your staircase comes down this way, and you'll end up in the, the east hall, right by bedroom number eight, which is where, uh, what's-her-face, Willa is staying. Um, right. And so you'll be coming down here. Willa will be coming out here. I think uh, Vincent and Vorden are also quickly coming down this area. Um, Trumpet, were you going to come down or are you like watching from the upstairs balcony? 
I was watching from the upstairs balcony, but then once I realize it's an orc, I go, I get all my stuff on, Got it. and then I want to find uh, Elaine. I keep forgetting that's her name. That's it. Elaine? You'll, you'll yeah. find her at the bottom of the yep. staircase where Willa is, and Vincent and Mordant, everyone's coming down the staircase yeah. together. I, I, I'll ask Elaine, like, should I should I try and sneak and, and warn the guards that are sleeping down there? Are there guards on the first floor or is it just on the second floor? Sorry, I thought you were talking to Elaine. My mistake. No. Uh, I, I was reading something else. But what was the question? Are there guards on the first floor, or are they all? I think on the they all floor? woke up by the second. If we heard it on yeah. the second floor, they're probably awake on the first. Yes, um, all of your soldiers are living on the first floor. Yep. Then I think it would be um, imperative, like the second that we hear them, to run down and be like, "Get the fuck upstairs." Hmm. Well, the party's all at the bottom of the staircase down here. Yeah. Do you, uh, I think, as, would you like me to this... try and warn them to hide? Well, things are moving, and this door is opening, and stepping through is Lord Campbell, um, who is motioning around the, the darkened living room, which has, you know, some tables and some comfy chairs and a sitting couch and whatnot. Um, and he's motioning around the room, being like, see, there, there's nothing of interest here. Uh, what else can I show you? Uh, and the orc will sort of gesture in one way or another. I think little Crumb can stick her invisible head out and, and see with your... Oh, you don't have any infravision. Yeah, it's dark. I guess you can just hear the voices of Lord Campbell kind of showing off the room, followed by him bumping into a table and cursing loudly and the sound of someone jumping up and down on one foot. Um, so it's super dark. Super which is dark. To our advantage Night of the moon, well. new moon. Uh, Orcs have dark vision. Orcs do have dark vision, yeah. Elaine, should we all hide, or do you, would you want me to do something? Want me to go down there and try and warn the? I just slide a hand over her mouth because if we're trying to hide, then we're trying to be quiet, and we don't want any whispering in this house, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. she's like, I'm waiting. I'm doing exactly what I said. So if I see him come and I see him like do anything suspicious, I'm charging this guy. I'm not going to give any like commands right now. I'm dead mm -hmm. quiet. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can hear the voices as they proceed away from you. you hear them receding in the distance as Lord Campbell is apparently showing this orc around the estate in the middle of the night. And everyone's woken up by this point. <clears throat> um, the voices get quiet. Is there is there some any of our people in that direction? No, they're all upstairs yes. with us, right? Uh, no, they they were staying in these various bedrooms over here, um, and then there were some staying in one of the upper bedrooms, bedrooms one and two on the other side, and then I think you did end up with some in the dining room just because there wasn't enough room for everyone. So, right. yes, they headed so in they, that direction. They're walking into the direction of the dining room. Okay, mm -hmm. but. Um, yep, Lord Campbell apparently hasn't led them into the dining room where the people are have already left the dining room because there's no sounds of sh cries or orcs fighting or anything and the voices like get quiet and disappear like they've gone through a doorway somewhere and are now lost in the house maybe they're down in the reception room maybe they're in the kitchen you're not certain okay. I'll let go of uh, I'll let go of Crumb and I'll pat her on the shoulder yes mm -hmm. Say, go have a look. You want me to have a look, see? 
Is that what you said? You want me to have a That's listen? what she said, yeah. Okay. Um, I will try to have a look-see. I'm assuming that I'm... It's dark, so it's hard to see. Um, yeah, but uh, you're invisible, so we also need that move well, silently again, because it's quiet. Yeah. It's just the distant sound of frogs. That's <laughs> so good. Will you sound that out for us, Neil? I want to be fully immersed. Yes. Oh, I, I was hoping that you would croak. Thanks. Another no. fantastic success! Yeah, you creep down that hallway like you were born here, like you're a little church mouse. And you can um, hear the voices coming from the kitchen area and the servant's dining area, and you can hear the growling of an orc saying, Enough! The other rooms! And the nervous voice of Lord Campbell saying, Well, I mean, we we haven't checked the trunk room yet. Hold on! Let's do this methodically. I wouldn't want to have to double back. Uh, and the orc growling... Um, Followed by Lord Campbell saying, okay, okay, of course. Whatever whatever Grok wants, Grok gets. Uh, this way, we'll, we'll go to the dining room next. Uh, actually, let's go to the reception room. Start on the outer end, and then dining room, and living room, and then the other downstairs bedrooms. And, uh, and then you can hear them coming out through the pantry zone. And I want I to kind it... of get ahead of them if they're saying where they're going to go. If I know yes. that there are people there... I want to kind of get ahead of them to be like, all of you get the fuck out. Yeah, well, you know that there were some people staying in the dining room. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, I want we... to... Yeah, sorry? Do we hear them coming back through mm -hmm. the pantry? No, not those okay, of you that are over you. here. Um, only the scout that was okay. sent out ahead of time will hear them. Uh, and you know that there's, you know, there are probably people staying in the dining room. So, Crumb, where, where are gonna... the other people? Yeah, so, Crumb, let me get a... Let's just grab a little token for you, Crumpet. Thank All right, you. so you have moved over to this point, um, and you're mm -hmm. listening through the open door into the pantry, into the kitchen, uh, as you hear these things, and you, they're coming from... They're somewhere over here. You don't know exactly where. There's too many walls in the way, and it's too dark. And where um, have you they know already been? You know that they've done this. Okay. They've already gone through the living room then, though. Yep. But they haven't gone through the dining room. Probably not. Got it. Um, you have imperfect information? Yeah, I'm going to try and go into the dining room and get everyone to go through the dining room. No, What's the dining room has like four... Uh, this is just like a covered walkway that's outside. Uh, there are four oh. entrances to the dining room. I need you to be specific. How are you doing this? Do you take the time to go all the way around? Do you do the door that's right next to you but might be inside of them? Um, do you cross the, this walkway and risk maybe being seen if the orc is in view of you and then go through this door? What's, what's the plan? Um, I'm probably going to go around here. Ah, Tell perfect. everyone. Well, it's one step at a time. One okay. step at a time. You come around here. You get to this door, moving quickly, moving quietly, most of important of all. Um, and as you get to the dining room and you begin to open the door to this room, uh, you will notice... As the door, as you open the door, you will see 
um, two spears sort of like lowering and moving in your direction and then pausing. Not like actually thrusting at you, but like there were people behind the door with spear attacks readied. And then they, they went to stab and then they just saw like, well, invisible armor a foot off the ground. Yeah, I'll be uh, like, And then this a hand comes out and grabs you by the armor and like drags you in the door, quietly shuts it. They're gonna be here. Two seconds. All of you, shut the fuck up. Go to the hallway with me. Pull me. I'm going to try and bring them around here into the coat room. Okay. Um, need, I need you to make me a dexterity check. Navigating this house at night when you're when you only seen it once during the day and it's super dark. Can you make your way? through the room without running into anything. It's difficult when you cut the middle of the room or you're going along those sides. This is a, this section right here is a nice, easy walkway, easy passage, totally clear. Living room, tons of chaos. Excellent. Mm. And we're going to make one, we're going to make a three rolls for the, the group. They all need a 21 and six success and they have Mm, 11 decks, so they need 10s or higher on their d20s. Oh. Um, well, one will easily make it, and the other two will begin to bang into couches or low-lying furniture. Okay. Um, navigating the dark room that you've never really been in before. Tough in the night. You guys can make it around here with some noise. And... One more check here. Ah, uh, of course. Um, there comes a, a sound where Lord Campbell is saying, wait, wait, but I haven't shown you the other rooms. Hold on, where are you going? Where's Grawl? Um, and then the I'm going foot to go. Doosh, 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 doosh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like peek my invisible head just above the, over this corner over here. Great, yeah. And, it's super dark. Yeah, and I'm going to take out my slingshot and a little arrow and I'm going to just fire it and hopefully hit something over here. You're just so shooting blindly down. Dark. I'm going to laugh my ass. <laughs> All right. Roll me an attack roll with your sling as you. I just want to make a noise over there. Yeah. Make me a, a roll to hit. Uh, wait, as Crumb is doing this, she's scared. She's thinking. Is she doing it or not? That's what time, well, that's what she's thinking about. She's looking down. She can't see shit. So she doesn't. Crawl! Wait! Come back! I'm scared. Back. <laughs> Sounds like she's not um, doing it. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to you do it. You hear the sudden quick roll. pace of running foot feet. Go to the combat How do I tab. Attack roll? Uh, on the combat tab of your character sheet, at the you can find your sling, and then on the right side there should be an ATK button in pink. Hit that ATK button next to your sling. Sorry, I'm not used to these kinds of sheets. It's alright. Um, do you see your, do you have your character combat. sheet? Yes. Yeah. And then down towards the bottom, there's like a, a whole like a weapon oh, yeah, thing in sling. red, and then some pink sling buttons on the right stone. side. I just want to, I don't want to hit him. No, that's him. the initiative button. You want to do the ATK button. Sorry. 
It's a 13. The slingstone sails into the darkness, and then you hear it thwacking on something hard. And I also want to ventriloquism a voice from that end of the hall being like, sorry. Um, You can hear the quick and sudden footsteps of someone hurrying down this hall in this direction, like confident footfalls coming very, very quickly this way. No, I haven't haven't, uh, dissuaded him. I want to light a torch. Excellent. Um, all right, that, that's a, that'll take a round. You can do it. You quickly pop into Willa's room. She's got some stuff lying there. She's got her gear. She has torches. Um, and clack, clack with the, the flint and steel. The light will come on by the end of the round. Vincent, any actions while all this chaos is happening? You've had plenty of time to cast the 10-minute um, strength spell. Oh, I was thinking that I would still be doing that, but I guess that's good. Um, well... And Vordren will take on the stairway, then we'll just watch over it. Okay. The, the torch gets lit, and while that's getting lit, little halfling, you, you hear the footfalls coming down oh, the Oh, I should hallway. say I follow a lane, actually. The two of us follow a lane into that okay. room. Perfect. Um, I'm probably going to run into bedroom seven over here. Excellent. And then... Uh, What's the, what's the situation here, quickly? Well, Describe the situation it is, it's a, a room, there's a bunch of soldiers in it, you open the door, once again, similar thing, spears are sort of in your area, and then there's voices, hushed voices talking, um, and as you're trying to, like, sort out the situation like, and let these people coming. know, you know, uh, you'll hear, you'll hear Lord Campbell in the hallway being like, wake up, wake up, everybody, they're, they're leaving! Oh, like, the orc is leaving. Oh, we need to kill him. Oh. Okay. Well, that's what it, that is what has been said. Wake up, uh, wake up, everyone. They're leaving. I, is this a... Well, this what what is timing are we on, Neil? I have no idea where we are in our turns. Yeah. Is the torch yes. lit? Are we the all in that room? Lit. Can I look out of the door and try to charge the orc? Is that the time now? The, yes, we are at this time. Okay, so, can I roll initiative? We have... Vincent and Vorden, we've got Willa and Elaine, and the four of you are all crowded in this room. Elaine has lit a torch. Um, Elaine, are you putting down your shield and carrying a torch, or are you giving someone else the torch No, to I'm holding carry? the torch as my weapon. I don't have time to give shit to people and explain got things it. to them. So I'm, I have my torch, torch. I'm stepping out. Yes, that's what we're doing. I mean, I have 10 Great. AC. What the fuck? So let's just... That's beautiful. Excellent. Uh, go <laughs> ahead. Everybody roll me initiative as Lord Campbell says they're running away. Okay. What speed do we put in? Um, what action are you doing? That's the question. And then oh. the speed is based upon the decision you make. So, in second edition, at the it, they run initiative a little bit differently. Um, you're supposed to decide at the very start of the turn mm-hmm. before you roll initiative what your character is doing, and then you apply an initiative roll to that, and then that event unfolds. So if you say like I'm going to stab the person then you would roll in with your weapon speed. And then if the person dies, um, well, you were going, you were fighting them the whole round and then they died maybe before your attack got off. If there's someone right next to you, you might be able to redirect your attack, but you couldn't like 
change your action to then cast a spell or to whatever. Um, so you're kind of locked into your initial action upon rolling by intention. Got it. Okay, I see. So if I wanted to attack with my two short swords, the speed is three? Yes. But I add three and three because it's two? No, you like just do the one. Uh, what higher level low the charge if that's possible. Uh, low is good, high is bad. Elaine, you said you wanted to charge? If I can. You need a straight line um, and a target. Yeah, at but which I to mean, charge. I assume, like, can I walk, light the torch, then walk to the door, open it, and charge from. You, you, um, how do we say? If you walk through this door and open the door, you won't know where the orc is. You can't charge a person where you're not sure of their exact location, right? You need a thing to charge okay, Then I'll take, like, a defend action, I guess, as I step out of the door. What is that? Um, just defense would be three. Okay. Or it would be the speed of your weapon, which in this case is three, which is the same, same. Vincent, what is your action this round? Uh, I was looking up the speed of a dart to have it correct, but I rolled for dart on Vincent. I rolled for sword on Vordrin. Excellent. Um. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All this is working. Do you need to stand to be defending, or can I walk defending myself with a shield? How does that work? So, there is an action called total defense. It's a pretty shitty action. I think you add, like, one-fifth to your level, or one... Like, there's some flat amount, but it's level dependent and it's a fraction of your level to your AC and in that situation you're spending the whole round dodging and you're not moving anywhere but there's also like defending as in you're readying an attack for when someone comes at you and in that case you can take a a normal movement um, but you are striking at whatever comes at you rather than going after something to make an attack okay so it doesn't make any sense and I'm not doing that I'll just walk then okay I'll walk and then if I get at the end of my just use it i will use the same thing we'll just say i'll walk out and attack with my torch we'll just all right perfect okay love it i think this is our our first set of combat for this group mm-hmm. all right so we're adding lane and we're gonna add willa and willa is definitely rolling in with her short sword Excellent. And Elaine rolled 12. Perfect. Oh, wow. Everyone's super late. Um, So, Vincent ends up being the first one. Like, Elaine's got the torch. Vincent's at the door first. And you can step out into the hallway. It's dark. You can see Lord Campbell right in front of you as the light from Elaine's torch bounces off this hallway. And he's panicking. He's uh, pointing towards the north. Uh, the the orcs. There, there's two of them. What one's waiting outside? What one was inside? They're they're going. They're gonna leave. Okay. Um. Yeah. I is there a 
rule in second edition that you can choose to go later if you want? Uh, yes. You can delay your initiative. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to be the first one out there. I'll delay to 13 plus. Excellent. How does delay work? Because there's some weird meta where everyone can just continually delay forever and then time everything perfectly. I think they actually have a specific rule about reading. See chapter 11. Counters. Prize roll. Talk fight. Wait. Sometimes when you get into. Da -da 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 -da. Waiting for a reaction so you can decide what you do causes a penalty to your first initiative roll for your group if the other side attacks. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, it's not a good roll. Great, you're just going to wait for everyone else. That's fine. You can just delay till, till later. Cool. Um, Elaine, Peach, Vordent, all the same time. I think you're all busting into the hall. Vordent will step out behind, staying near Vincent to keep him safe. Um, and Elaine, you got the torch. You got the, the initiative. You are in front. You are fastest mm -hmm. of you and the, the halfling. Where are you going? Yeah, well, I'll call to wherever Lord Campbell is pointing. Similarly, I'll call to Vordent. Go get him. Excellent. Go get him, boy. Uh, Vorden will do so. Lord Campbell gesticulates wildly in this direction. They're going that way. Hurry! Oh, I'm, I'm heading. I don't know how that works. A lodger is technically a balcony. Like, how are they going that way? Uh, the the lodge is below the balcony. Um, it's a covered walkway. This is this is yeah, but ground they, floor. He's pointing towards like the patio. How do they go down there? There's like, how do they walk down there? There's no stairs. The stairs on the right hand side, right? This is ground floor. So you just walk out. All right. I guess we. I walk out then in this direction, Neil. Uh, Perfect. Um, yep. Fordren will follow behind you. Excellent. As quickly as I can. I don't know when I see something, someone somewhere. Yeah. Well, I would like you not, to make me a I'm perception check as you stride flight, so. out in your... All right. Ready to Whatever get you short. wear to sleep, plus a shield and a torch. I want to go after them as well. Absolutely. All on board. Uh, and I want to go out. If I if I what? only prepare the short sword attack, then as I move, I can't switch it. Right. You're running out with your short sword, anticipating um, melee combat. That's, what? The, that's what? the situation we're in. Excellent. Perfect. And here can be Lord Campbell. He's a big boy. He's you. Well, it just drops large. He can be shrunk down to an appropriate size. There we go. He drops large. Not why. Okay. Uh, excellent. We come out. I think you're following behind. Willa is. Yes, I can also... see better in the dark, Neil, because I'm a half elf. Yes, you can. Then, uh, and especially an if... average human player. You know. Yeah, um, and especially if you hold the torch behind your head as you walk, so that the torch isn't like blinding you, which is how you would walk with the torches with it held behind you. And your shield in front of you. Um, did you... You did make those perception checks. Excellent. Yes. You can see in the distance, just outside this patio area, just off and like that soft, tall grass near the vernal pools. You know how like 
if you look outside at night and there's like a porch light on, but beyond the light radius of the porch, you can see like the glinting eyes of cats and raccoons staring back at you with those like big saucer-like <laughs> dishes. Raccoons, yeah, but yes. But you understand, like with a cat, you can see them. Oh, you poor people who don't have raccoons. I don't That's have so raccoons. sad. That is um, so sad. So sad. Wait, where do you live that you don't even have a raccoon? Germany. We don't have raccoons. You don't have German raccoons. They're a North American animal. Oh wow. Yeah. I have, Anyways, I now... I'd like to charge the raccoon if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why people do that thing where they shove exotic animals in suitcases and let them free in other countries so that they can become an invasive species. Because I would personally go on a mission to bring raccoons to Germany. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, all right. Okay. Is that a threat? <laughs> or... I don't know. <laughs> You see the, the the not raccoons out there. They're too tall to be raccoons. Their eyes are too big to be raccoons' eyes. And they're too lifted off the ground. And you can run in the direction. And as you get closer, sure enough, uh, we have... Oh, boy. Big guy with a club. I'll make him a little bit smaller. That's good. A pair of orcs who are gathered over here in this direction. Um, and Elaine... You're coming in their direction. Uh, Vordant is following along. Trumpet is coming in as well. And I think Willa is following. Vincent, you're leading. You're also coming from behind. Yep. Right. So the whole party is making it out past the patio, past the walkway, into the vernal pool, you know, grassland area as the, the pair of orcs. One of them is, this one on the right, I'm gonna give them a little marker, is mounted upon a mule or a horse or a donkey of some kind. It's dark, it's hard to tell exactly what's going on. I'm gonna give them a red dot for the one that is mounted. And the Ooh. other one is not mounted, but is coming up to the mounted one and seemingly talking to them as the torchlight illuminates and they both look in your direction. Um. And let's see, the distance here. Yeah, this is normal movement speed, 120 feet in a round uh, at night as you're navigating the area. Easy peasy. And I think that's 120 feet. And I think we can roll initiative with the party and the orcs all together at essentially melee range. Anyone can get to anyone else that they would like. Uh, Vincent, did you have a missile fire style? No, you just have darts. Um, so you're able to move up to this position, but with all of your movement, your attack rate gets limited. If you do a half move, you have half attack rate. If you do a full move, you have no attack rate. And I think it took a full move to get all the way out to the passage to where you can see the orcs, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so everyone that's here, it's initiative time. Let's let's orc it up. While people are rolling, can I ask um, you mechanically? Sorry. I, just one question. I would want to charge this guy, so I assume I could have been further back. Like, I don't see him when I'm seven foot away, so... Sure. Just yeah, so you can, can stop your... Okay. Yeah, yeah I want to get charge. the left guy. Okay, thanks. Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Um, mechanically, Oops. how does... I know that uh, rogues get, like, sneak attack. Um, right. Never. How does that work? So, sneak attack in some editions is just, like... Rogues get extra damage all the time for freezies, basically. In second edition, sneak attack is like, like a legitimate, if you can get up on someone who like has no expectation of being attacked, then you get nice fat damage multipliers. Um, but that has to be 
like a pretty like they can't be expecting you like in a, in a suit of armor walking across the battlefield and then walking around you they're gonna they might not like see you exactly but they know someone's behind them you know it's more of like a it's more of an assassinate or more of a striking someone down when they were in conversation it's not so much a middle of combat thing to do ah okay all right you get um, any advantages from just attacking people from behind generally yes absolutely plus two to hit from attacking someone from behind and they don't get their dexterity modifiers to their ac oh cool or and they also don't get shield modifiers base amazing okay vincent roll trump rolled it's the uh, dark initiative too. I'll add it to the sheet. It is no, I don't think it's two. And I'm guessing piercing. Yes, hundred percent piercing. Dart initiative. Two. It is two. All right. I think everyone's on the initiative order. Vincent, you are first. Oh no, that's a nine plus two. That should actually yeah, be an 11. So 11. Perfect. Uh, so Peach, what you're, you rolled an initiative with your short swords again? Yes, 10. All right. So it's you and this orc over here that are going simultaneously. Um, so all actions resolve at the same time. Why don't you start us off though? What are you doing? Where, the, where are the horses? Uh, this guy's on a horse. And there's just the one horse. Do I think a horse is tougher than an orc or other way? Other way around. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yes. Orc. The horse should have three hit dice and orc should have two hit dice. Okay. Ooh, I gotta fix our initiative tracker. Um, That's a problem for another day. I want to come here and I want to try and slash the horse's knees. I wouldn't like him running from us now. You're, you want to slash the horse's knees? I want the horse to die so he can't gallop Excellent. off. Excellent. <laughs> Fucking love it. Make me two attack rolls against the horse. No one ever goes for the horse. I don't know why. Right. This is this is brilliant. Do it. Do it. All right. Thank you. I hope that you're not making fun of me. I, I no. do think that it's... it's no, I'm not I making fun of you. I just want him to get away. I mean, if he has one HP, but then he gets away, then we're fucked anyways. Yes, absolutely. Go for the horse. Okay, the short sword. Um, Attack, attack. Oh, it's Close a down. natural 20. It's a critical hit against the horse. Yeah. Short swords <laughs> deal D8 against large creatures. So roll me Amazing. 2D8 against the horse as you um, slash all the way through that horse's leg. GR 3D8. Whoops, that's not how you roll that. Um, and wouldn't Thank you, you know it? The horse has low HP. You don't just slash across the, the knees, you slash across the knees and then slide up all the way to like where the, the shoulder is or where they, the leg would meet yeah. the shoulder. And there must be some sort of uh, artery in there or some sort of like tendon because the horse just through collapses. Them like and falls face forward, pitching the orc off the horse, who is now temporarily prone on the ground. Yes! Um, the other orc will do the orc thing and come for Vorden. Vorden? Vorden. Vordren. Vordren. 
Trump, you always have the hardest names for my care for me to remember. Uh, hmm. I made Vincent uh, so easy for you. Vincent's easy. I can do Vincent, but your your henchman? It's a hard one. Yeah, uh, that is a actually there's a modifier of one on there. That's a four. The orc will try to bash Vordant in, but to no avail. Uh, Vordant will easily deflect the blow with the shield. Vincent, you're first up with the sling. Not the sling, the, the dart. Darts, alright. I understand. I'm new to the Cycling Edition. Do I get do I make my three dart attacks now or is that how you it works? do one now and then second and third at the end of the round? Okay. If you're if you have a weapon in each hand, they go at the same time, but if you have multiple attacks with the same weapon, it's now and then end of the round, and then after everyone else gets their second attack. Great. Uh, toss a dart at the left one. Ten feet to take falling damage. If the horse was running, maybe some falling damage, but it was just standing oh, still. Oh, right. Sorry, I was like, oh yeah, 10 foot falling no, damage. But there's great. no, like a house is 10 feet tall, not a horse. Yeah. Uh, the dart will sail woo, well over the orc's head as it flies. Elaine. Yeah. I would like to shield rush the one on the left-hand side. All right. Go ahead. You charge with a shield rush. Um, this is not I a shield a punch, this is a shield plus three. Rush, yes. right? I think it's a 1d20 plus 3. It's a normal weapon attack, but plus mm-hmm. 3 for a big shield. Uh, uh, plus 3 for your 4th your level fighter, so plus 3 for your level. So plus 6. Wait, where's the other 3 coming from? Do you get a plus 3 on your attack roll with your you shield? Get, yeah, you get a... Your, you, you're knocked... No, sorry, not. it's for the knockdown roll. Oh, for the, the knockdown knock roll. So, so not for that. So it would be one d twenty plus three, and then we roll for knockdown. I guess is that all. Um, when you hit someone with the shield rush, you make opposed strength rolls, and if they fail, they fall. Yeah. So I do one d twenty plus three normally first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, you add another plus one because you're charging. The d20 plus four to hit. Is that how it works? Doesn't it just replace the charge? Well, shield rush is treated as a charge attack for purposes of guarding characters with set spears. Right. So there, uh, there's two things going on here. There's a shield rush where you need ten feet of mo- movement to at least step forward and knock someone, and then there is a charge where you need thirty feet of movement and it gets you a plus one to hit and a, a plus two to hit and a penalty of one to AC. So if you had 30 feet, you could charge with a shield rush. If you had less okay. than 30 feet, you could just shield rush. So I can, ch- I mean, it doesn't matter. I get the penalty to AC anyway, so I'll charge the yep. whole way then. I- yep. So okay. uh, plus three and then two for the charge. So a total of D20 plus five. Oh, that's, oh, that's great. A ten. That is bad. Um, well, you only need to hit them. You don't, it, whether they're wearing armor or not, doesn't make a difference. So that oh, 13 AC... Okay. That's that's the orc's armor on them, and if you hit their armor, you're still going to be able to knock them down. So now you do an opposed strength check versus the orc. And the orc will roll an 18, which is a failure. Um, let me see. And you need to pass your strength check. Easy, Excellent. 32. Yes, the orc is knocked prone. Based. Yes. 
Um, and if now you we have shield rush someone, you don't also get the offhand attack with the shield as well, do you? Well, normally the shield because is the offhand says... attack. No, the shield rush is the main hand attack. So, so in the text, it says it replaces your main hand attack. It does not like the shield plunge, re like replace your offhand. But I don't know if you can rush and then punch as well. Uh, you could, but that would have made your shield have a penalty of two to hit, and then your offhand a penalty of four to hit. No, it it wouldn't because it doesn't affect the main hand since I have dual building. Like it doesn't my oh, my because shield of your stuff skills. does not affect my main hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, because you're skilled I, appropriately, you'd like be that. fine. Yeah, yeah, you would be fine. An ordinary person would have penalties, but not Elaine. Uh, so go ahead and make. Do a, you want me to torch. shield punch? Uh, you could torch them in the face, but you couldn't use the shield twice. Right. I know I can't torch them in the face because my main hand is a shield rush. That's how, how the attack works. It's the main attack. Right. I don't. I don't follow. So, when the character makes a shield rush, he makes a normal attack against the enemy's AC, right? Mm -hmm. um, making a shield rush costs the character a normal attack, but it isn't considered an offhand weapon. Mm -hmm. So, is, right. it, is it considered a normal attack with my offhand? I don't understand. Right, so... It would, you would normally so make just a regular attack. attack roll with your shield, right. and it's no penalties. If you are going to be making a shield rush and striking with a weapon in your other hand, then the weapon in your other hand, which is normally your primary hand, would then be considered your offhand. Okay, so I get the minus right. two for the dodge attack. Yes. Oh, not. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. You're so, dual wielding. You're making two attacks. The shield is the primary. The torch is the okay. off, so regardless one, of the left or right. It is 1d20. 1d20 plus three for your fighter level, plus four because they're prone, minus two because um, it's your offhand. So is seven minus three? two is five. Okay, plus four. Oh, you I missed anyway. Good, good talk. Great chat. Yeah, we figured we'll, we'll... it out. I'm going to write that down for next time so we don't have to go through this ever again. Cool. It's great. Yeah, so you knock the orch prone. Orc, orch, orc prone. The you orc. go to, like, burn them in the face with the torch. But the orc, still pretty alert, still pretty aware, uh, quickly rolls to the side and is scrambling to get to their feet. While this other orc who was knocked down... Um, is also going to attempt to get to their feet, and um, really what they're trying to do is run. You know, you don't know this necessarily. Maybe, actually, I think Peach understands what's going on exactly, but the one on the horse is the, the messenger, and the other one is the, let's see what's going on. And you have two people. That way, if something goes wrong, one can get back and, and tell everyone what was happening. Mm. Mm. But I killed his horse. You killed their horse. So they're still going right, to try yeah. to stand, um, scamper, stand, and run, which will give you an attack of opportunity with your short sword. Do I get, because I'm dual wielding, do I get the stab stab or only one stab? That's what I'm double checking. I seem to recall multiple rules on this. I seem to recall in another campaign we ran called Frozen Frontier, the rule that we found in the books is you get both off both weapons when you make an opportunity attack. And then I remember thinking that was dumb and super overpowered. Uh, but I think it's actually the rule. Attack of opportunity. 
Page 13. You know, you'd think after a decade or more of playing this game, <laughs> I would know all of these rules by heart. The problem is that we keep changing them. From... Yeah. Um, la la la. A threatening enemy gets to make an immediate melee attack or sequence of attacks for monsters with multiple attacks against the threatened creature. Attacks of opportunity cannot be performed with missile weapons. Does not replace any of the actions the threatening creature had already planned. Well, for monsters with multiple attacks, they get to make them all. So I think if you have two weapons, then you get to make them all. So go ahead and make me two stabs with your short swords. And what other options do I have other than just attacking with my short sword? Nope. I can't, it. like, it's so much bigger than me. I can't really do anything else. Yeah, yeah, the attack of opportunity as it runs away is just like there's an opening. You get to make attacks with your weapons. Nothing else. Did they click the uh, Did it work? 16 modified to 18 modified a little bit more is definitely a hit the four modified to six probably another two for back attack is also uh, as a miss so go ahead and roll me 1d6 damage did you mention that this was large um the orcs are not large the horse was okay. large got it um, we don't oh. do damage according to size do we i just nearly freaking we did with the short sword that's so sad. There do seem to be size difference damages, yeah. There is size difference damage, and some weapons have it, and some weapons don't have it. And it's all um, a clusterfuck, and it's all fine. Fordin um, will also take a swing at it. Um, he was charging the guy with the horse originally. Ah, excellent. His turn... Oh, he's going out the same round as the orc on the horse. So Vordin will absolutely get to him, make his regular attack, and also get his attack of opportunity because it's all resolving simultaneously. So Vorden mm. gets to make two attacks this round. Wow. Uh, sweet. I already um, made the attack. Oh, that's right. He's later. Got it. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. so go ahead I'll and... make the opportunity attack then. Yes, the first... Whoops, make... wrong button. That's the opportunity attack. Make the regular attack, which would have been when the orc was on the ground, at plus four to hit because the orc was prone. Okay. Uh, that's an 11, which is a miss. All misses everywhere. And so sad. Uh, Willa was also coming over with her short sword, uh, and she is following Elaine, and this guy is now knocked down, and Willa can make her attack against this now prone orc at plus four to hit. So four on top of the 13 is a 17, and Willa will stab the orc for two points of damage, which is not great. Okay. All right. First round of combat settled. Let's go into round two. Um, this orc has run, is running. Oh, He's... let me get my two darts. In. Oh, that's just, yes, please do that. He's not actually in the East Hall. He's just fleeing in that direction. Uh, <laughs> Trump, you were slinging darts at this guy, but now he's knocked down on the ground and like Elaine was... and Willa and Vordant are all around him. He's definitely shooting the messenger. The messenger. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, you the messenger is fleeing into the dark. I think mm. you can make one shot at him with like penalties for darkness, but after that, for the, your last attack, he will be definitely out of sight. Oh, sure. Uh, I'll throw one at the fleer and then one at this prone guy. All right, well, let's do the fleer first. Were there penalties on throwing yeah. these next ones? Um, here you 
a minus four because he's essentially running in a straight line, but you can't see him anymore. You have a, you know where he is, but you can't see. So penalty of four for vision, um, but okay. a bonus of two because his back is to you. So only a penalty right. of two. All right. So that one got a seven. That's and a then seven. I'll yeah. Throw a dart at the guy who's. Now the guy who's prone is like on the other side of the lane and Willa and all these things. I don't know if you can even attack him. Um, uh, just... If I'm making all these attacks, can I like move a little bit to position myself better? Uh, if you move, it cuts your rate of fire in half. Move any amount? Yeah. Well, if you were to take like two steps, it'd be fine. But I think you would need to do a lot more than that to to get an angle. Um, so I think we we end the round with your your second attack at the orc in the distance. Okay, great. Um, and we will roll initiative. This guy's no longer prone. He stood. It's uh, a shame 2E doesn't have A. If you get up from being prone, you get half movement. Yeah. It does not have a half movement. Um, but I think... I mean, he provoked opportunity attacks because he was running. It might be a provoking opportunity attack standing from prone. Remember. Why do I not remember these things? I think I would remember these things. Um, did everyone roll initiative? I'm trying to think. I can't charge him because I can't charge over that guy that's laying down. Sorry, I don't think so... I did this one. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> Are these guys in armor? Leather armor, you said, right? Yep. Player's Handbook, not 2022 estimated taxes. Hmm. Okay. Oh. Wait, did I roll for damage for the knocking down? Uh, no, we did not roll for damage. Is there damage associated with the shield rush, or is it just knocking down? Okay. It deals 1d6 damage. Excellent. Please roll 1d6 damage. Oh, boy. Three. Three against this orc who is down to that. Excellent. Did you subtract the damage earlier? Yes, I did. Okay, learning, brain, understanding, standing, standing, standing. Okay. All right, perfect. Uh, the orcs 
did not roll. This guy is running. This guy is... Actually, he's going to be making a morale check right about now. Uh, enemy... He wants to be a 10. So this guy has failed his morale pretty substantially. Um... Okay. Getting up from sitting or kneeling is considered a half move action. That is the player's option combat and tactics rules, and they don't use one you minute rounds. They use like okay. 10 second rounds, and all, all of right. their ranges are cut significantly. Um, their movement ranges, their, their missile ranges. Yeah, so we're not following combat and tactics uh, standing because we're using full minute rounds. Peach, you're the first yes. one to go. Um, you've killed a horse. Uh, you stabbed a guy who was running away. He's running off into the distance, and there's no way you can catch him because he's got much longer legs than you. You're a little halfling. You got you got little tiny halfling legs. Um, yeah, but you know, big, like, have you ever seen leg. like fuck like those people that are like really buff, but they're too buff, and they almost like waddle when they walk? I yeah, think that's, that not that's the how he is. No, he's no, not, like, he's too got buff movement twelve. Walk. You have movement six. You will never that's catch him. That. That's fucked up. <laughs> Um, anyways, I'll just go around here if I can and oh, yeah, totally. stab him in the back. Absolutely. Ba-ba! Yep, you can stand over the orc as he's trying to crawl to safety and plunge your two short swords into his body. Amazing. I will roll those attacks. Stabby stab. Stab, stab. Uh, each has plus four because he's prone, so the 14 is a hit. Roll me d6 damage. Surely this one will hit. Not Surely. Hit, but one, Surely so you'll do. this one will be significant. You'll wound I the do. orc once again. Another blade passes in and out of his body and he screams. Aah! Vincent Good. is rolling initiative with a spell. A spell called sleep. Um, uh, yes. Wait, shouldn't you, have a bo- shouldn't you have a bonus to damage? At all? Oh, you don't get dex bonus, do you, for weapon damage into it? Nope. That's not a thing. Nope. Never mind. What a good idea. It's got enough range. The question is, can I see the orc as he's running off? Well, 30 yards, it's a long range. But can you see him? I think he is definitely out of sight. All right. Can I, um, I don't know if I can move and cast a spell. Is that a thing? No, you have to, you can cast and then you can move. Uh, you can you can take a five foot step when you cast a spell, and that's about it. You uh, or afterwards, you can to move cast sleep. You have got to a, a torch in the area, but I guess it doesn't uh, light all the way to how far he's run. No, because he's had like a half round. He's had like you know thirty seconds to run, so he's well outside of the fifteen foot illumination zone of the torch. You have to know where you're casting the spell, and since sleep is a it's a forty foot cube 30 foot cube all the creatures to be in effect must be 30 it, kind feet kind of like he's probably within those 40 feet you can see it you don't know exactly where he is but you hopefully he's there yeah okay it's i will take a stab at it i just have to land within 30 feet Yeah, but you also have to be able to see the spot where you're casting. And I don't know if you can see, you know, if he's at least 20 yards from you, 
your vision's limited to like the, the 20 feet around you. And so you'll have to start the spell within the 20 feet around you. You can, you specifically cannot just cast into areas you cannot see. They call it out in the in chapter nine. Ah, okay. Yeah. Or oh, it's chapters and wherever the magic chapter is. Um, so you're casting sleep. You can intentionally flub it or you can cast it somewhere visible and target something else. And um, it has to be cast at a creature I can see. Or a spot that you can see. If you wanted to cast it on the ground and, you know, hope that it trickled into some creatures underground, that'd be fine. Uh, Based on how far away the light goes, Mm -hmm. uh, do I think I can cast it just at the ground and it might hit him? Is he within 30? No, 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 definitely not. You can see maybe 20 feet from you at most, and he's at least 20 yards from you. Uh... Okay. So, no just, way. Uh, is it possible to change my action to just chase after him instead? No, you started casting spell the spell at the start of your round, so you, you can finish it and cast it wherever you want, or you can just cancel it mid-cast. Got it. If you cancel oh, I can delay that, it, right? Can't you delay spells? Mm-mm. Can't delay no. spells? Never mind. Nope. What were you saying, Trump? Does it use the spell up if I cancel it? Yes. Once All you right, begin I'll to cast, cast uh, it, it is cast. Let's see. I'm sorry. So I this sleep is different than fifth edition. I think I can cast it on just the enemy, and it doesn't AOE my friends. Um. Spell effects. This number of things centered. The area effect determined by the spellcasters. I think it's still just an AoE and all things in that AoE, right? Unless you've got a different reading of it. When wizard casts the sleep spell, he causes a comatose slumber to fall upon one or more creatures, other than undead and certain creatures specifically excluded. All creatures to be affected must be within 30 feet of each other. The number of creatures that can be affected is a function of hit dice or levels. It affects 2d4 hit dice of monsters. Uh, anyone with too many hit dice is unaffected. Lowest first. Uh, yeah, I think in this situation, you could cast it in this area and um, it would affect the lowest number of hit dice first and then, you know, go to the, the next highest and the next highest. Okay. Uh, sounds good to me. I'll still do it. Excellent. Sounds like you wanted to take this orc alive anyway. Uh, go ahead and roll me 2d4. Five hit dice. So the orc is two hit dice. Uh, Willa is three hit dice. And those two will fall asleep unless... What level is Vordran? Vordran is at level two. Level two. So the orc and Vordran will fall into a peaceful, gentle slumber right before they can take their turns. Great. Um, and then we will skip straight to Elaine. Elaine, you see the orc falls flat. You see Vorden crumples to the ground and like falls with his head resting on the orc's leg 
uh, and you can hear the sound of wood being sawed in the distance. <laughs> Wait, in the distance? It's like a gentle sawing of wood. It, these people are snoring. They're sleeping. Orcs snore. They all snore. It's, it's Wait, a didn't linguistic... You, didn't he sleep... Did he, did he manage to sleep that guy over there? I thought he was sleeping this for some reason. Because he's sleeping these two. standing here. Yeah, well, oh, wood sawing yeah, in, the in the distance... Why in the distance, then? Because it's not the sound of... Because that would... If it was wood song right next to you, it would be very loud. So it's wood song... I'm pretty it's... sure they snore very oh, loud. So okay. this guy's asleep now. It, it succeeded. It succeeded. The orc and Vordant oh, are unconscious. Well, I wanted to run after, after this guy and couldn't charge him because Vordram is in the way. But So I guess I'll just hurry after them as quickly as I possibly get. Mm-hmm. All right. So it sounds like Elaine's running off into the, the night with the torch, trying to track down the orc in the, the dark. I do, um, have, I do have dark vision. I still see pretty well overall. What is I'm the range of your dark vision? Um, 90 feet? That's pretty good. 60 feet? My half elf friend? Half elf, 60 feet. 60 feet in dark. Make me a perception check? Uh, 19. Okay. So. He go before you? He did go before you. Right. Okay. So, what we're going to resolve here is that you begin to run off in search of the orc. Um, the way that initiatives worked out, there were people in your way and you couldn't go after him as quickly as you wanted. And by the time you do get to run after him, he's already slightly out of your range. And at best, you can maybe try and follow like tracks or prints in the in the grasses. But you're not a proficient tracker and that does take time. And there's sort of bent grass all over the place. Uh, but there's a lot, you know, this this is an area just outside of the estate. People are walking through here all the time. And so you follow the best ones that you can, but it becomes pretty apparent that that's not the way the orc went. Um, and he will be lost in the night. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't stop. That doesn't mean you have to stop following him, but you are not on the trail. Um, Peach, you can follow behind Elaine, but you'll be a little bit slower. Uh, Willa sees that the orc has fallen unconscious and will just stand over him with the short sword and shout into the rest of the estate to gather the other soldiers. And Vincent, what is your, you know, sort of generalized immediate set of actions? I'll uh, run up to help Elaine track down this orc. Okay. So we're not... Uh, and Elaine, are you going to continue looking for the orc or are you going to um, fall back for a moment? How does it work if you chase somebody down? Is it a match of stamina? What are if the mechanics you, of this? If you and someone are like running through the sitting streets, uh, there are like two ways to resolve the chase. There's just a straight up strength check to see if one person over catches the other um, or the person who is fleeing because it's all up to the person who's fleeing. Uh, they can try to do some sort of maneuver that might slow you or block your path, like throw some a cart in your way or like jump through a window or climb a building. Um, and that's if you can see the person that you're chasing. If you can't see the person you're chasing, um, then we're not really in a chase. We're in a search. Uh, and that's a different set of rules. I'm also searching. I wrote perception for my seeking of this orc. 
Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think that is a very clear message and we're not going to find him. We can look all night. It doesn't matter. Like, this is fucking mm-hmm. over. Um, I'm going back to the estate. We're gathering people. We're going to the village. We have to go right now. They're going to attack, like, next thing and we busted this. This mm. is the all worst right. outcome we could have had. I don't care what you do with this other orc. Like, but we have to leave. Yeah. Right. Someone will wake Wardent. What do you want to do with yeah. the orc? It's... We, we must kill him. What time do we think it is? Ooh. Like three, two hours, maybe three hours after sundown. It's in the middle of summer, oh. so... Yeah, somewhere past midnight. The orcs are nocturnal. And they've sent two people Does to check on the estate. Does this guy have a horse or anything? Like, is, is, does oh, he yeah. have a horse? Yeah, he's got horses. He's got three horses. Oh, Would you like his three horses? Horse. I'm gonna chase after the orc. Fuck Wait. that shit. I need my bow, like, straight away. Quick. Willow, fucking now. Get my shit now. Willow will are run you and get your shit. Armor? I'm going after them. I give zero orders. I take my torch and we go. That's it. I'll Willow try to track to... down the horse with my, with my bow. All right. Willow goes to grab your bow and arrow. I'm the only one who can see anyone. You're going to get on a horse in the night. Yeah. Um, there are two other horses. Servants are bringing the horses while Willow's grabbing the, the stuff. I'm going to ride behind you on the horse because I'm small and I have high perception. As in like... If you want to get on the horse, you have to get on the horse. I'm not... I'm like... This is a snap decision Absolute, thing. Absolutely. discussing. Like, I'm you going to... Or you're like not a doing it. I if you want to go, we go. You have to yeah. be on top of it. I'm not I'm gonna on top give of the horse. Okay, we go. It's time to see if I'm super lucky. Is the wind blowing in the direction the orc is going? Uh, roll <laughs> me a d eight. You want to roll a three? No. 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 Not even. It's uh, the orc is generally headed uh eastward. And the wind is blowing like southward, south southwestward. Okay. All right. You get on a horse, Elaine. Willow brings your bow and a quiver of arrows, hands it to you. Uh, Crumpet is on the horse behind you, or is, is behind you on the horse. Uh, yeah. Vordant, Vorden, it has copped on another horse and brought the other, the third horse around for Vincent. If you're going to hop on as well, Vincent. Go chase him down, Vordren. I All encourage right. him. Uh, so you're staying behind? Yes, uh, Vordren can be the hero here. Okay. So we're going to have Elaine and Peach on a horse. Uh, Vorden is going off, and I think Willa is going to take the third horse then. Um, and the party good. is going to head into the set of live oaks, hunting down this orc who's on foot now, hopefully before he can get to the camp to the fort. Um, we'll try. It's the only option I can think of that is immediate and doesn't put us all in... doesn't put, like, 50 people in danger and only, like, four, so... Yeah, I guess in the meantime, Vincent will grab a torch and, like, follow behind to try to help with the tracking. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I, I should probably get a torch, too, because I can't see very well by myself. You can hold uh, my torches. Oh, perfect. Okay, so we're gonna get... What check do we determine? Because now you've got a horse. Now you're much faster, and you've got dark vision. Orc has dark vision too. Um, and I have good perception. Mm-hmm. What role do we use to determine if you can come across your? Because it's a it's a oak 
forest, but it's also pretty flat terrain, and there's some pools. Um, he's fucked. I killed his horse. That man is horseless. We don't, we don't know if he's even fit or athletic. He's probably on a horse because he can't even run very well. Those are wild accusations that are completely undeserved. Yeah, did we get the lazy guy? Does no, he did, clearly. He did fucking ran it. away. He's a coward. He's probably hiding in a bush hyperventilating right now, Neil. Maybe, maybe that. But to say that he's unathletic because he was on a horse is a ridiculous, ridiculous accusation. If he was accusation. fast enough, he would have ran. You're on a horse. Okay, Does that mean you're fat and lazy and unathletic? No, but I'm not athletic. Oh, we're I taking. Have... Oh, yes, we are. Hundred percent. Yes, that's what it okay. is. We are no. fat, lazy, and unathletic, but we have the, a horse now. Yes, the real we problem. Have the, horse. the real the problem is that the thing. orc is in the dark, and coming behind him are people on horses with torches. So you stand out like a sore thumb to him in the dark, whereas he isn't going to stand out until you're within like sixty feet of him. So the question is, does the orc? try to hide from the riders or does the orc try to just run and hope that you don't catch up um and so we are going to say the orc the orc is going to make a check the orc is going to make a check here uh i need to know uh, some stats real here 3d6 3d6 well both 11s fantastic um so that is a vision right there. Um, and then this is going to just be a, this is going to be Lane, I need you to make me a wisdom willpower check. Oh, please. That's my worst one. And you know that. <laughs> is it? I don't know it. I don't know your stats oh, by no, heart. Oh, no, of course. Yeah, okay. Wisdom willpower. Here we go. What does that determine? This is 24. being a substitute for a luck check to see if she has like 24. the okay. It's three of the best roll I could possibly make. It's That's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. This is you deciding like what path the orc might take and trying to find a way to cut him off because the orc is indeed running for his life, and you are you know wisely judging that the the trail that Peach had talked about earlier, that Crumpet had talked about earlier, that goes like along the cliff with a view out to the ocean is probably where he's going. He's probably like taking the trail back to camp. And even though you haven't been in this area before, you instinctively steer towards the cliffs um, that has like the, you know, the the trail that leads towards camp. And sure enough, um, in the distance, you can see the orc appearing. And the, the torch is behind you, bobbing up and down as the horse gallops. And you've got your bow and your your arrows. Is this a long bow that you've got or a short bow that you've got? I have got a lane? long bow. Yes, I have a long bow. All right. But I do not have horseback riding uh, bow shooting proficiency. I only have normal horseback riding. Because there is a specific proficiency for being a proficient archer on horseback into E because yes. we love this edition. And I yes, just want to be completely honest out here because I did not take this because I didn't think that in a frozen wasteland we would need that and suddenly we're playing chapter two and chasing down orcs in the forest. So I apologize, Pete. That's fine. You can't fire a longbow from horseback. That's a short bow technique. So that is you great. Can... So I can't shoot this guy anyways, which I yeah, we just probably run him over. Before. Yeah, yes. we'll, I guess we'll just try it, Charlie. You yeah, can you overrun him by with horse? the horse, or you could just no. dismount and shoot him. No, fuck this. We're fucking trampling this guy. If you've oh, ever God. seen a horse in person, you will see how, like, 
terrifying they are. Like, if they decide to step on you, you're fucking dead, dude. Like, we talk, oh, trampling, it's not a weapon attack. It's a goddamn horse attack. That's it's insane. It's a real, it's it's insane. Especially if you're very small. Insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you don't you don't want to get trampled by horses. You don't get the worst. I am especially threatened by horses. <laughs> yes, I am. Now you yes, are. that's exactly. Now you are. <laughs> well, oh you're, you're short. The horse is more terrifying. I'm not. I'm not. Aren't you like? I am five foot two in real life, but I think that yeah, horses can, I can throw, sense energy. Can I throw a crumb at the and I have big crumb energy. <laughs> like a needly All right. Overbearing. Overrunning. I'm sorry. Tramp, trample. Has a tramp? Uh, it's called an overrun. When a larger creature overrun. attempts to move into a smaller enemy standing square, it's called an overrun. Mounted figures use their mount size, so a human on a horse can overrun an orc. Overruns create an attack of opportunity for the figure being stepped on. Um, after the defender's attack, so if the orc is facing you when you're overrunning him, he can swing at you. Uh, after the defender's oh, yeah. attack, the defender must roll a successful saving throw versus paralyzation or be knocked down. Even if he does successfully save, he's forced away, blah, blah, blah. Save is modified for this or that. When a defender is knocked down by an overrun, he may suffer a trampling attack. The trampler gets an attack of opportunity that flicks, inflicts D4 points of damage per difference in size. Even if the defender is prone, no modifiers apply. Trampling is an afterthought on the attacker's part. Medium can adjust damage as he see fits. Very dense creatures such as clay or stone golems may not be seriously hurt even by a giant's trample. A prone creature, so prone creature with an enemy in a square might get up using blah 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 blah. Those don't matter. Excellent. Yes. So the orc is going to need to make a saving throw versus paralyzation or be knocked down. Um, we and... need to paralyze him. No, 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 no. That's just the saving. Oh. That's the name of the saving throw. But there's no actual paralyzing. That's um, the orc will Look. turn. He, he hears the horse. He sees the light. The last moment, the orc is going to turn around and smash his club into your horse with a 17, which will hit your horse with his big ass two-handed club I'm for made. five damage. And your horse has 20 HP. So he bashes oh. your horse in the chest. <laughs> Um, Our horse isn't a little bitch like his was. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Our horse, Giga Bateman. And this Hell one yeah. needs to roll a 14 or higher. He does not. He rolls a natural oh. one on his saving throw. So the orc is not only knocked down. I'm going to say just another He gets second. buried by one horse and two people. The horse cuff crushes oh. his skull. It's a, it's a critical oh. hit. Elaine, roll me 2d4 damage for the oh, trampling boy. effect on the fleeing orc. Seven damage. Against the six wow. HP orc the will do it. Horse. You will yeah. crush his skull boom, with the boom, horse hooves and the orc yes. will lie twitching in the ground. This is the horse episode. We got saved by a horse twice. Saved by the dying horse, saved by the living horse. God oh. damn. In and amongst. Yep, I will. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, is, is the horse still standing or did it fall in the process? Oh no, it crushed him and then like kept running until you slowed it and turned it around and trotted it back. Dang, okay, freaking I'll horse. Just, I'll rear up the horse being successful <laughs> now. <laughs> and then I'll make sure that 
Prime is still on the on the uh, back of the horse because for a second I forgot she was still still on. <laughs> like, feel, are you okay? <laughs> you feel one tiny hand gripping your waist and the other with a, a torch. Yeah, I'm looking. Okay, I'm 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 sorry. I just it just needed to happen very quickly. All right. Oh, it's okay. Well, are you going to bring? Thank you for holding that torch. Thank you for killing the orc with the horse. You did very good. Look, his brains are all over there. Oh. Are you leaving the body here, or are you taking it with you? Oh, I think we're taking him if we can. Yeah, it's a little suspicious to have a fully murdered corpse. If nothing, there might be some happening. brain leaking out on our way. But yeah, you know. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they'll be suspicious when their their scouts don't come back. But um, that's that's not our problem right the now. The late suspicion, yes. though, versus if they found one of them dead. Sure. So yeah. you bring the orc back, you know, dragging it by its heel. Everyone arrives back at the the estate. All the servants are awake. All the soldiers are awake. Lights are on throughout the house. Fires have been lit in the hearths. Uh, oil lanterns have been lit. Lamps are lit. Torches are lit. Guards are ready. They're up on the... There's a series of, like, pal- balconies and upper staircase patios. And you've got eight archers and eight spearmen. And so the archers are up there, you know, uh, two on each side of the house so that that way they've got coverage all the way around. It's dark. They can't really see anything, but they're there just in case. Down below in the courtyard are the other soldiers who are geared up and ready to go. The servants have, you know, brought out some food and brought out some water, and you know, they're, they're sort of pacing nervously as the party arrives back. Vincent, what have you been doing in the meantime while they've been gone? Anything? Uh, nothing. Just waiting for their return. All right. Well, the party arrives. Everyone's yeah, together I again. Walk up and say, "That was some good, quick thinking, Elaine." I would like to think that I'm holding like a severed hand or something, and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm waving it fanatically." Excellent. Right. I'll push. I'll push the rest of the corpse off the off the horse and let him slip to the ground, and I'll jump off the horse. Um, I'll lift off. <laughs> I'll lift. I'll lift off Grumpy. And I say, okay, we have to go and we have to lay the ambush now. They'll probably come towards the estate if the scouts don't come back. Yes, Do we? let me that just gather my a... things really quickly. Can I run in and uh, try and find money and steal it? Yeah. <laughs> you had like half everyone a day. Is you were like, nah. so... I know, but everyone was like on guard. Now everyone's like, oh shit, we gotta go. I can get instructions later, but if I steal shit now, it's perfect. Everyone's distracted. Yeah, are you looking for small coinage or are you looking for like anything of value? Because like there's a silver candlestick right there. That's valuable, but too it's big, also big too and big, bulky. Too big. Okay. Either coins or like really small, expensive looking jewelry. What about like just... silverware? Like silver knives to... and forks? No, too heavy, too heavy. I'm too small. I'm looking for like little necklaces, earrings. I'm looking for coins. I'm looking mm. for um, maybe brooches. I'm looking for uh, maybe hairpins. Little golden, maybe silver, but typically golden. All right, roll me five perception checks. All right, beautiful. Just click that PCP button five times. Oh, yeah. Uno segundo. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, boy, look at that. Oh, wow. I don't like it. (laughs) You don't like it? I don't like it. 
<laughs> Nobody likes to come up with expensive come on. jewelry. You said that you wanted me to be bad and thiefy and I sneaky. said you wanted supposed... him to be bad. Is you that did. what you said, no. Neil? No, I said you, you represent the empire's <laughs> desire to get things done. To be bad, even if you have to break evil? a few eggs. Evil. Yes, you gotta exactly. make it all. You gotta break eggs to make an omelet. This is nothing about being evil. I am, shocked, evil. I have to I am be shocked and disappointed. Rogue. Thief okay. rogue. These are slanderous lies from someone who thinks someone on horseback must be unfit and that you can sleep in leather armor and that the orcs must be stupid. Slander, how can you trust the thief? Don't look at her. Look at, look at those lies. Listen, 29, 32, 31, 15, You better give her some blame, She deserves it. Come yes. on. I yes. I'm just fucking stacked. Just casually, like, not even hiding and just, like, heavy in gold. Blade, like, all, yeah. the, all the necklaces, yeah. like, all down here. Like, yeah, like, nothing suspicious here. Oh, I'm so like, well, right, Let's go, everybody. Oh, like, you find the late Lady Campbell's um, <laughs> stash of jewelry. And the late Lady Campbell had some, had a variety of things, most of which was already swiped by the Empire, but some of it, some of which the, the servants had managed to stash away. Um, her best bits, the servants had managed to stash away in case they, they were able to get ever, ever able to get in touch with the old Campbells back, back at the, the homeland. Um, but you, going through the, the closets, have found a, a box kind of pushed underneath some linens, underneath an old coat, um, and being the curious thief who rolls a 29, 32, 31, and 28, uh, you, you find this box, you open it up, and there's Lady Campbell's uh, matching set of pearl necklace, pearl earrings, and uh, also a, what do you call is a bangle the the broad brace that you wear wear around your mm. wrist? Um, is that what the bangle is? Yeah, it is. Yeah, or it could be like a tennis bracelet. Yeah, I don't know these terms, um, but it's one of those, uh, oh. and it is like turquoise and turtle shell inlaid. Uh, and the last thing is that there is a small silver locket um, in there as well. Those, it's those four pieces of jewelry. Pearl earrings, pearl necklace, Beautiful. turquoise and turtle shell, bangle or tennis bracelet, um, yeah. and a silver necklace. Please write those down Gorgeous. somewhere. I, yeah, I just did. on my. I take notes during sessions. Do I have to have it on my sheet, or can it just be in the No, no, wherever, you, wherever you've got your notes, that's great. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. I, okay. Crumb finds this, and she just grins ear to ear, and she goes mind if I do. And she just slips it in her pocket and then she dances out of the house and she does like a little fucking half like you know how that little Irish gnomes they go up and they like click their feet and down as I'm leaving oh. the house I'm like clicking my feet. Oh. Just so happy. Alright well everyone what an exciting adventure. We're gonna wrap up our session right here. Um, With XP. After after we have downtime to rest, there ain't been no downtime yet. No XP. Right. Um, our party. We're gonna talk about what we what we've done today and and how we how we reflect on the greater empire of Drekus. And we're gonna start with um, start with the the good side. We're gonna start with Vincent. Vincent. Tell me how you think your actions have reflected on the greater empire. If you if you're supposed to represent the empire's, you know, softer 
uh, side. Tell me. Um, I thought it was, uh, I actually, let me, let me ask Fiamma, what was the point of getting our noble here, the lessons? Um, well, I think that Elaine strongly believes that being nobility comes with, with responsibility and this man has lived off the fruits of labor. He is not committed like this man you know has a yacht he's enjoying all these things and he's not really done anything for it so if he's trying to fake to be nobility he should at least do the right thing and learn how to properly do that and see that it's not just pretending to be something but that it's actually a lot of work and a lot of responsibility you know and she, i think she wants to convey that message to him and it's like an opportunity but it's also a sign of don't pretend you know something that you clearly don't you know if you don't put any effort in so Good. Well, I'd like to take the good part of that and say, you know, Elaine is at the very least not outright dismissing this guy and has at the very least accepted that he's worth her time to train a little bit. So this bodes well in terms of, you know, spreading order uh, since he has at least been keeping some amount of order and he appears to be on our side. Mm -hmm. And what about your actions, Vincent? What have... What have you been doing um, that might have reflected on the Empire this session? I'd like to say that my positive um, attitude towards Brucey here has probably turned uh, the party to look at him more favorably, since I've always thought that he was completely on our side. Mm -hmm. And you've been kind with him. You've been gentle yeah. with him. Uh, you even said, like, we don't need to be marching towards his house like an army. We can walk more casually. You've been very accepting of this, you know, a person who's been asking for help. Asking the Drakissian Empire to help reclaim its own territory. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. And, and you've been Honestly, I see a lot of him in myself. I see a lot of myself in him, I should say. Ugh. Okay. And... Why that sleep spell that you cast? You didn't try to throw darts. You didn't try to cast an offensive spell. You you tried to sleep the dude. Yeah, I certainly didn't want to. My aim was to get him the the one that was running away to fall asleep, but uh, mm -hmm. we could potentially use one. Uh, I wouldn't say this is necessarily that good though, because I don't really have many plans to ask him anything. I don't think he'll have that much useful information, and he probably should just be killed. Okay. Alright. Well then, let's move on to Crumpet, um, who is supposed to represent the Empire's desire to be effective without really worrying about who stands in the way. Um, you spent a lot of the session today sneaking around, you spent almost the entire session invisible, um, yes. and you, you you killed a horse. I did. You I'm helped very proud kill of an orc. Yes. And uh, then you stole the late Lady Campbell's heirlooms. That was personal, not business. Okay. Um. So um, like I would say 
I represented in my head, I was trying to look at things efficiently. I can tell you with certainty that in my personal life and also every single other campaign I've ever played, I play more like the druid that cares about animals and it is so hard for me to get into this like efficiency mindset, but the first thing I thought was, I'm gonna kill that fucking horse. And mm -hmm. it's because it was efficient. When we were in the rooms and there were the guards there, I was thinking like, do I just sacrifice them? Like, fuck the guards. I just want to make sure that we're okay. Um, but it wasn't the most efficient thing because we need those people to stay alive for us to go and raid the city. If it's just us three or less numbers, we're more likely going to get killed. So I'm trying to make decisions as Scrum. I think that she did okay with not making like very emotional decisions on like right or wrong, but more being like, we need to invade the city. What do we got to do? How do we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just Come on, you totally quickly. wrecked that horse. Thank you. I would have never killed a horse. I'm very proud of now, you say horse. this, this is the second campaign that we've played in together. You and the first one, kitchen. The first you one, you were luring a child to their doom in the woods so you could sacrifice a unicorn directly in front of them. What? I let them live. <laughs> that is very evil. You do realize that. Killing a unicorn is one of the live. most evil things you can actually do I in didn't D&D. I didn't kill the unicorn. I would have never killed the unicorn. And ever. you uh, lured the kid just so they could see the no. unicorn get sacrificed? Yes. Oh, is that what so, I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. So we needed to get, in order for a to get a recipe, we had to get the tears of an innocent. And so I lured the So you killed child. a unicorn? No, the unicorn was already dead. There was just a oh, skull, okay. but I told the kid that the unicorn was alive so that it would get hopeful. And then we jumped into the bushes with the dead unicorn and said, hi, it's dead. It's dead and it's going to root. Like, you know, we're evil. And then the kids started crying and then we got their tears. But I was playing Cosmo's Kitchen. Yes, but I I'm was just saying, saying just okay. Kitchen. You, you were evil. saying that you you always play nice creature characters, but the only two times yeah. I've seen you play, you played pretty evil monsters. That's all. It's fine. It's just great. No judgment here. Evil characters are fun. It's the only on your campaigns, Koibu. You bring up the worst in me. What oh, can I yeah. say? That's on you, Neil. I agree. You're terrible. I'm terrible. I You're love it. Terror. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you've done a really good job of showcasing that the Empire is, you know, invisibility is often one of those things very subtle. You know, it's very sneaky. It's very like, I want to find out everything I can, and I don't want to tip my hand at all, right? It's not honest. It's not straightforward. Um, it's underhanded and filled with subterfuge. And untrusting. Untrusting, yeah. And I think that's what we've seen here a lot. Walking around the Campbell estate, poking around, looking for things, spying on people behind their backs. And then even when everyone's in a room, you've been hiding and like hanging out below Elaine and like tugging on her to whisper secrets in her ears. You know, whisper the... The, um the lack of trust into the leader's ears during mm. these otherwise very public and upfront meetings. And I think that just yeah, goes to show that- the CIA. Mm-hmm. That- The crumb intelligence agency. <laughs> that when oh, you're that's an, that an empire, that's really good, yeah. When you're, when you're a growing empire, you can't always be straightforward with folks. You're gonna need a little bit of um, tradecraft, I think is what they call it. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna need some lies. You're gonna need some shadowy actions. And you're gonna have to kill a few horses. Like the horse is innocent in all of this, but who cares? We're not trying to save every last innocent person. We're trying to, we're trying to bring this land back into the, the fold. 
and in, sometimes there Couple are stallions gotta go down they're, they're casualties of war and it's not that big of a deal uh, oh, and yeah. so last I'm sure that there'll be uh, more instances of that as we go into the city you know what you kill a couple horses now to save a thousand horses later it's fine Elaine you are oh. sort of our, a representation of where the empire actually stands after being pulled in either of these directions um much of today's session revolved around conversation, negotiations. You touch gently on, like, if you're going to be a noble, it's time to learn to read and write. It's time to act like, you know, a, a, a noble and have some politeness and some etiquette. Um, and you also, uh, near the end, stopped issuing orders and went to chase down this orc on your own and just told people to get their shit together and not look to you for answers mm-hmm. um, is there anything else that you did that you you think would really be reflective on the empire as a whole I think well there were I think now that Elaine is not um, that much by herself anymore I think it's clear that she takes advice from other people right like she listens to mm. Vincent she listens to Crumb she considers what they're saying mm. um so, like, I think in Drakkar's it is very important that even though certain people are in charge, there are many people who are being taken into consideration. Nobody makes decisions entirely by themselves, and everybody has, like, solid counsel that they base their decisions on. Um, mm-hmm. I think for Elaine personally, um, the end of the session very well reflected that she's not a particularly wise person. Like, it's not wise to chase somebody down in the darkness, right? Mm-hmm. But she very much... Um, Is it not? I thought not... that was clearly the best action. That was, it was a good out- it was, The outcome was good, but the idea is terrible. Like, you know, it, it can end really badly, that one. Um, yeah. I think that... And we also heard, heard her swear and everything, you know? Like, she was just like... She was kind of rude for Noble, and she was just chasing off. And I think that reflected her kind of low wisdom pretty well, which is like she's not going to fail in front of all these people, right? Like she's she is she does feel for the people she's in charge of, and she does not want to put them at risk. And if it means like charging off into the darkness by yourself, sometimes I guess it means you know leaving all the caution that she usually has in the wind if everything is at stake. So I think that mm. was was pretty well represented in that one. And I hope, I hope Peach is not mad at me for being like, no, no, get your shit together. No, no, <laughs> I think that you role-played really well. If it needs in to that be, moment, it needs to be I like, felt like you, like everything was at stake. Like you were like, yeah. get on the fucking horse or you're not coming. Like <laughs> we have there two probably seconds. Is not, yeah. We probably have like one day more than we would have had before, but you know, we'll figure yeah. it out next time. God, yeah, no, you did you did very well role-playing. So our party, as a, as a reflection of the greater empire here, is um, maybe a little exasperated with the way things have gone on the island before you got here. Um, maybe a little flustered by showing up and things going in the worst way possible it works in the middle of the night when your armor's off and everyone's asleep um that was fucked up but willing to get things done willing to sacrifice yourself by charging on horseback in the night with no armor 
um, which is a great way to break a horse's leg, and I probably should have rolled a check to see if the horse broke oh, a leg and had to be put down. I'm very grateful. Uh, I was waiting. I didn't say anything. You know? Do you roll to see if horses break legs? Neo does. Not yeah. normally, but if they're running, if they're galloping Why? in the dark, <laughs> that's a dangerous thing. Yeah, 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 well, well, I don't even know where I'm going, you know? Yeah. Horses that's... can't really see in the dark either. Yeah, you they're, are they're... evil. Wow. I've never heard of a, a, a roll to break horse legs, and you say that I'm the bad one. Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to represent the full palette of consequences. Um, but that'll be next time we try and do that. So I think we, we're seeing a pretty reasonable, measured empire right now. You didn't try to take the injured, uh, the, the knocked out orc and torture him for information. You said you're probably just going to kill him. So that doesn't seem too evil. Didn't have enough time. Um, yeah. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Maybe we'll see that next session. All right. Well, I think that we know where we are then. And when we come back next week, we will see the third episode where maybe maybe it's going to just be one big long combat. Maybe we're going to be ambushing orcs in the middle of the night in the woods. Um, maybe they'll be ambushing us since they can see in the dark. And if our army is approaching them with torches and lanterns, the enemy will be at full advantage. Maybe we'll be defending the estate. I don't know. We'll find out next week. Um, on Rise of Dracus, part chapter two. Bye bye, everyone. Be here, be square.